How can I be happy? Some people believe that there is one single meaning of life. They think that the universe was created for a purpose and that human beings are part of some larger cosmic plan. They think our meaning comes from being part of this plan and is written into the universe waiting to be discovered. A humanist view of meaning in life is different. Humanists do not see that there is any obvious purpose to the universe, but that it is a natural phenomenon with no design behind it. Meaning is not something out there waiting to be discovered, but something that we create in our own lives. And although this vast and incredibly old universe was not created for us, all of us are connected to something bigger than ourselves, whether it is family and community, a tradition stretching into the past, an idea or cause looking forward to the future, or the beautiful wider natural world on which we were born and our species evolved. This way of thinking means that there is not just one big meaning of life, but that every person will have many different meanings in their life. Each one of us is unique, and our different personalities depend on a complex mixture of influences from our parents, our environment, and our connections. They change with experience and changing circumstances. There are no simple recipes for living that are applicable to all people. We have different tastes and preferences, different priorities and goals. One person may like drawing, walking in the woods and caring for their grandchildren. Another may like cooking, watching soap operas, savouring a favourite wine or a new food. We may find meaning through our family, our career, making a commitment to an artistic project or a political reform, in simple pleasures such as gardening, in hobbies, or in a thousand other ways, giving rein to our creativity or our curiosity, our intellectual capacities or our emotional life. The time to be happy is now. And the way to find meaning in life is to get on and live it as fully and as well as we can. Yeah. Stephen Fry. And this is the Godless Revolution. Hi, everybody. Welcome back for another exciting week. As always, I'm Dan Ellis. I'm Ryan Duffy. Matt Mitchell. (laughs) (laughs) So we were we were talking about some of the some of the stuff Stephen Fry has done and decided we'd start the show with that. Uh, it's about humanism. Uh, it's titled "How Can I Be Happy?" Uh, narrated by Stephen Fry. You can find it on the YouTube's. Megusta. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it it has the animation going on. Yeah, it's impressively it. animated, actually. Yeah, a lot like the uh, uh, Richard Dawkins when he has his his little speech where he's got the. The juju god in the sky and of the ocean and all that stuff. It's got that one very well animated. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I like it very much. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to find out a way to make this keyboard more quiet. Uh, Yeah, we got got more badassness going on in the podcast studio. Maybe we'll snap a picture of our badass studio. Increased technology. Oh, yeah. Yay. And I'm noticing on the screen. Studios. That on the Google document I sent, it just said <laughs> Katy Perry is satanic, and the rest of it didn't <laughs> make it on there. <laughs> it's supposed to say, like, Katy Perry satanic Super Bowl performance, then have a link to that article. Ah. Oh, is that something people are saying? Oh, it was. I'll, I'll bring it up on my phone right now, or I could try to, or just look it up. 
along with all the conspiracies as to why Seattle blew the game. And I actually didn't even see. <laughs> Are the there game. conspiracy theories? Yeah, there's about a that? couple of them. Really. One of the main ones being about the bad play call, which I actually think was a good play call at the end. Uh, the one I saw was on a website called Now the End Begins, which was a, a obviously a very theistic. Uh, yeah. It was funny. There you go. Uh, Promotes dark magic and LGBT. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just just scroll down to the middle and we'll read that section uh, where, it's, uh, where it's all in uh, italics. Yeah, because everyone knows a giant robotic tiger is go, right there. satanic. There, their point where they're pointing out how it's a, a satanic thing. Is this is says, this the arrowed bullet yeah, points here? Says, Wait, Carrie, these, these here? Katy Perry opened riding a golden monster with glowing, glowing red satanic eyes is singing it, the it lyrics a monster? to her hit <laughs> dark red horse, satanic? partially quoted in the photo above. Read those words closely. And the devil's speaking, and he is coming for you if he can. I always picture dark horses playing chess really well with the Black Knight. Well, it, it then says that she performed her LGBT fan favorite, mm. I Kissed a Girl. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that certainly means Satan's coming. Leading as many young women as will follow her into experimentation it, with the yeah. LGBT perverted lifestyle. I like how in big Red Bull letters they put, though, the New World Order and Illuminati agenda is being hammered into our children's fever at a feverish rate. I'm surprised it's not all caps. <laughs> <laughs> Using catchy lyrics and nonstop drowning drum beats with overwhelming power chords. <laughs> overwhelming power chords. <laughs> and I didn't know that her song Firework was also an LGBT anthem, but apparently when she... I didn't see the Super Bowl. I didn't see the halftime show. <laughs> Did she really have a rainbow shooting out from her behind the, you know? From her ass? Well, it's, that's what it says there, pretty much. She floated like over Lucifer the audience did? riding a, sh- <laughs> a shooting star with an LGBT rainbow as, it, as its tail. Oh, brother. <laughs> I saw that, and it, it actually wasn't shooting from anywhere. She was a platform, and then they had a star to the, to the back of her. She was standing on a platform, which she was okay. harnessed to, yeah. and that just had her flying around as she was doing the fireworks song. Yeah. Uh, it, seemed, it seemed pretty... I, I, uh, trying to draw any kind of meaning from that seems, I thought that fucking stage was amazing, though, man. It was cool. All of the, digital, all of the effects huh? they were able to do with, the whole, with like the entire stage lit up. and Yeah. I'll, I'll have to YouTube's it. And then they had to bring out Lenny. It was badass. I really... I liked... Katy Perry's thing, but I'm kind of a Katy Perry fan. I'm I'm not entirely ashamed to admit that. You know who else is a Katy Perry fan? Who's that? Kim Jong Un. <laughs> <laughs> Was that is that just from the interview? Is yeah. what you're getting? <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a true story, isn't it? <laughs> yeah i I thought that movie had its had its big pluses and good points. I, know, I giggled it quite a bit. I text Beth in the middle of that Katy Perry thing, and I was like, what the hell is going on with these talking sharks and all this kind of shit at the halftime show? And Beth's Uh-oh. like, you've obviously never seen one of her you've videos You've never before. seen a Katy Perry no. video And before. I was like, nope. <laughs> nope. Okay, well. But it was entertaining. That's not as fine. strange as it gets. I mean, yeah. in, in her actual Dark Horse video, she's got like, you know, guys, she, she plays like... Is that the Egypt one? Yeah, Egypt yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I've seen that one. Yeah, so she plays like some Egyptian queen or whatever, yeah, and she's cool. got guys bringing her, you know... These giant trays of like Twinkies. Yeah, but that's not the same as framing hot Cheetos. <laughs> but that's that's totally different than bringing SpongeBob to life uh, at halftime. 
I saw some other headline there where she said her her father or someone said that she sold her soul to the devil. Yeah. It's like uh, Well, I I, uh, I think their main issue is that she used to be or Christian. maybe still is a she, fundamentalist no, Christian. According to them she's not anymore because well, of course not to, according to them, but I mean, she did the Super Bowl and Yeah, but it but it doesn't matter what they think. It matters what she thinks. I guess yeah. every I mean Every Christian is different, or you know. Well, and I'm sure she would no say, Scotsman. Yeah, I'm sure she wouldn't say she's a fundamentalist Christian these days, for sure. Well, no, maybe, I, maybe not. But I think that's their main problem. Yeah, uh, we've lost one of ours, and so obviously Satan has control over. Right. Yeah. Well, it's just like how Kirk Cameron used to be a great atheist. <laughs> 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 he uh, that guy fucking bothers me. He's so just much. a dummy, dude. He doesn't. He doesn't know anything. He's no. just a dummy. I don't honestly I don't know why anybody really gives him any attention. Like yeah. because he's that irrelevant and that dumb. I don't I I, I try not to spend any time on him because yeah. it's just he's just so far out of there. He's just a a, a Christian superhero now. Yeah. I think a lot of Christians are even like this guy's fucking nuts. Maybe. I mean, they they've got to be the they've got to be the same type of irrelevant, you know, Bible thumping, yeah, but they like Ray knuckle I mean, dragging troglodytes. No. I think it's a little bit to do with yeah. them going, Look, a celebrity, and he's on our side. The rest of Hollywood's all atheists and Satanists. Yeah, I'm sure that plays part of it. Yeah, well, they got Kirk Cameron, Kevin Sorbo, and Mel Gibson. So good on you. Well, I don't know <laughs> if they well. have, I don't know if they want Mel Gibson. I'm sure they do. Oh, well, yeah, okay. He made the passion, yeah, yeah, but then he also he has his drunken tirades of, yeah, Jew hating. That's a, that's, that's a Christian that's, tradition. Yeah, Are you kidding? Yeah, but they don't really do it much anymore. Yeah. Oh, they still do. They support the Jews oh. because they want the end of their they, they yeah. want the end of the world yeah. to come about. Yeah. So well, and that's going to happen in in Jerusalem. So right, and they also hate Muslims. Like, so there's common ground yeah. there. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. So it, it kind of reminded me again because I was watching that uh, atheist experience this morning, and one of the guys called in and said, "I got proof." That God exists. And like Dill Hunty always does, he goes, which God? Mm-hmm. He goes, well, the God of the Christian and the Jews. And Dill Hunty's like, I highly doubt it's the same God as the Jews. Right, right. <laughs> I'm like, it's yeah, if you, if you ask the Jews, it's not, they're, they're not, not going to admit to being the same yeah. God, but go ahead. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, that, actually, that guy ended up to be quite an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> his, his argument was so bad. <laughs> I think it's okay to call people an idiot if they're being an idiot. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it was it was bad. So, do we have a topic for tonight, or are we just mm. riffing and going over some things? I have a general? I have a few things, but uh, I don't think we I don't, we don't think have we set out line. like a particular no. agenda or anything. This no, week. we did, we didn't even text it all this week. No, actually. well, I was I was camping and and broke my ass. Oh yeah, Ryan <laughs> broke his ass. <laughs> He's moving slow and in, in a lot of pain. Yeah. I didn't exactly see a doctor about it, but I'm fairly certain my tailbone's broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's odd because he's by far the fittest of those three. Hope uh, you don't mind me saying so, Dan. You be a f- oh, how dare you, sir? <laughs> see, that's what happens when you go and do fit things. You break your ass. Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> All because I didn't want to run into someone else. I was like, oh, I need to stop, and my skis weren't catching on the hard snow, and I kind of slipped and straight on my tailbone with a 50-pound backpack on. And But what did you land on? Well, it's... Uh, this part of the trail we're on was actually groomed for cross-country skiing. So there's actually two grooves made into the snow that like a machine comes by and makes. So that seems like cheating. It was because I'm not the greatest cross-country <laughs> skier, especially downhill. So I got in the grooves to go downhill, 
Because I figured, well, they help guide me a little bit since yeah. I'm not the best cross-country skier. And then while it was guiding me, I was also able to cruise a little faster. Mm-hmm. And I was catching up to someone, and I was trying to stop. And I fell back. Like, I slipped. My skis flipped up in the air, and I went backwards. And my ass basically hit the piece sticking up between those two cutouts of snow. Oh, you got high-centered. Yeah, pretty much. The, one cheek on each side and nice. tailbone right in the middle. So was it just frozen shit in the middle? Oh, yeah. Well, that Frozen it, shit? Wow. Uh, <laughs> this, there wasn't a whole lot of snow up there. I mean, there's literally only about a foot of snow, so all the snow was there was really hard, hard-packed oh, yeah. snow, Yeah. which is why I was trying to get my skis to catch it in it. And hmm. like, I, I was, can't believe how mild this winter has been. Oh, oh yeah. It's I have, been, like, scary mild. Yeah, I have shoveled zero fucking times. Dude, I haven't worn a jacket for the past two weeks. Yeah, I know. It was 55 yeah. when I was coming over here today. Yeah, yeah it, I think it got up to 60 or right near 60. Today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when we're out doing that ski trip, it was in the 30s the whole time up in the mountains. Last year, mm-hmm. we went in March, and it was in the low teens the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was in March. Usually, it's, like, yeah. below zero at night up there. And, like, dude, I was sweating my ass off. Yeah. It's, I think, I think Utah's going to be on fire all summer long. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Then uh, the Great Salt Lake is at its lowest levels in recorded history. Nice. Hmm. Which is bad. Well. Is it? <laughs> well, water helps. I mean, it's to an have... indication of how hot and dry it is, maybe. Yeah, in, but in you, that sense, yeah. You need water to create water. You got that, oh, that okay. lake effect. Lake effect. The evaporation. The yeah. evaporation of that water evaporating to cause more water to right. fall in the mountains. Mm-hmm. If you have less water there to evaporate off, and for the mountains to catch it yeah. when they try to go through. It's going to be even less rainfall and less snow yep. coming our way because there's nowhere for it to evaporate off from mm-hmm. to then fall again. Yep. Yeah, it's lost a ton of surface area. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I would imagine Utah Lake's the same. I, I bet. Utah yeah. Lake is always pretty gross. Was, were, was that what we were, were we talking about, grossness? Because, well, because <laughs> well, yes, I agree. No, yeah. in, in my head, I was thinking, <laughs> man, as the Great Salt Lake recedes, it's just like nasty, nasty, and... fucking rotten, like dead, rotting things and it's well nothing gross. lives really in the salt lake but oh, there's tons shrimp. of brine shrimp brine tons shrimp. of brine yeah, yeah, yeah. Shrimp, but i mean brine but, flies yeah but oh, yeah, the utah lake actually has like Catfish. complex organisms it's got big fish carp yeah. algae yeah. blooms yeah dead cattle <laughs> bodies human bodies who knows maybe it's, it is gross from West yeah. Valley. it is gross i don't know i don't know if they still do it i remember when i was a kid everybody would talk about going out boating on utah lake and it was you know Either laking on the scum or skiing the scum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's about 12 feet deep. Yeah. At the deepest. Yeah. The deepest point is about 12 feet, and it's 100,000 acres surface area. <clears throat> so it's so it's murky and muddy and, and silty all and the time nasty. because any little bit of wind across 100,000 acres, and that goes right to the bottom. Yeah. It's a silty just, bottom. It's it not a rocky bottom. Mix it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got 12 feet of water and 12 feet of mud. <laughs> so it's always gross. Yeah. But it's warm. Warm in the summer. Yeah. Warms up pretty quickly. Yeah. Yancey uh, admits to demon possession. Out of out of such specifically local topics, I suppose. That's so. This this is another article on that. Now the end uh, begins website. Mm-hmm. She admits to de- Beyonce admits to demon possession while embracing satanic, satanic imagery. Im- ah. That's not well. That's uh, that's a, that's Hindu imagery. Yeah. That's not satanic, is it? Uh, oh, it's the same thing, don't you know? Mm. Is, is that Sheba? Um, oh, I don't even want to venture a guess. Yeah, it was the first one that came to my head. The, mm. Well, you got one with uh, what four arms and one with the it clear, eight arms. It clearly looks to be ten arms. That's in, ten arms. Hindu. Look how fierce she is. 
So she's Sub got me. a goat skull with flames around it. Is that a goat or? Oh yeah, it that's is. That's a motorcycle frame. Yep. Yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> yep. She's wearing a, a a flaming motorcycle frame. I imagine her saying, "Ride this, baby." Com- with with a with a with side a view mirrors. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got a bowl up on top. It's got a bowl on top. Yeah. It looks satanic. Well, which is which is it's odd flaming because goats and bulls are both God's creation. Yeah. Yeah. And so is fire, right? And what, all of that stuff is satanic imagery somehow. What creatures did Satan create? Right. None. Uh-huh. Didn't <laughs> Satan create demons? Snakes, talking snakes. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. No. <laughs> I mean, according to the Bible, God created all of that shit. So. Yeah, so uh, you know, I've How always thought, any of it satanic. I hadn't really thought about demons, but you know, most Christians or most evangelical born again Christians believe in demons as well as the devil, right? Right. I think, yeah, being possessed by demons, having new exorcisms. Even, even Mormons and, do, yeah. because yeah. a whole third of the host of heaven went with Satan at the Council of Heaven, right? Right, right. So even even Mormons believe in demons. Yeah, yeah. it's just, I guess, the the, the Mormon origins of demons is different than other yeah. sure. Christian sects. Well, and, and I think it's also different in, in how they manifest. I don't think Mormons necessarily accept that demons can just show up and possess a human. I mean... Not in the same way that certain Christians will. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but either way, <clears throat> I mean, God would have created Satan as well as all of these fucking yep. demons. Yep. Why had, would he do that? Right. And why wouldn't he just get rid of them once the trouble started? Like He's a dick. Like, he, he obviously created Satan, right? Because he created everything. Why the fuck would he create a playground for Satan? And then why would he create yeah. all of these demons to help Satan with his work? How does that make any fucking sense? It's free will, Dan. It's free will. Well, trying to think <laughs> like a Christian, I would say it's like I'm gonna play. Some why do you right have here, to do you? tests in high school? Oh, I was gonna God say God was I, creating a test for you, just like your teachers do in school. I would venture. I would have lost say, that bet because I was gonna say Ryan wasn't gonna do a great job at impersonating a Christian. <laughs> usually he, because he's been a lifelong atheist, and a lot of times he just doesn't. Quite. There's, there's that time no, was actually. I think it was probably. I probably would have lost that. That was probably right on. Yeah. Yeah. A test. A test was, for them. I was going to say. I can imagine that the Christian apologetics behind demons would be that Satan started out alone, but he he managed to wrangle some souls into hell, and then they turned into demons. But even then, there's all kinds of problems because. Yeah. God's the one that made him that way that was going to happen, and he knew it was going to happen, so why create someone he knows is going to go there and Satan can turn into a demon? Well, and then that still points to how powerful Satan is, right? right? Yeah, if he's... Not, no, Satan not only can, Satan, but the demons themselves. If, if, if the demons themselves, not Satan, but the demons can possess and overtake God's creation, then even Satan's imps are more powerful well, than then, God. Yeah. Then, yeah. Never thought of it that way. That's very good. That, that's very... And certainly Logical. more powerful than God's most prized creation. Oh yeah, sure, right? Because even even quote prophets and leaders can be tempted. Mm-hmm. So hmm. we got something there. This is something new I've not yet pondered before. An extension of the uh, of the uh, the hell discussion. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I you know honestly I, I think that I think that could be the next really effective argument. What's that? The hell and and really delving into hell and and Satan with and the demons with with Christians with theists. It's not it's not a topic that's been brought up a whole lot. But I mean, after the episodes we've done, and then you know even just some of these things. I mean, I think those pose really 
difficult problems yeah. for Christians. Or well, yeah, like I said, that, that was something to, that I'd never yeah. even really thought about was where do demons come from? Right. Well, me neither. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think those could be extremely problematic. Hmm. <clears throat> so what do we have for a loose subject this week? Uh, how about this one? Answers in Genesis to file discrimination suit against the state of Kentucky. <laughs> I saw yeah. that. It's it's actually on on one of my happy little links here. Uh, they're right yeah. at the top. Oh, duh, there right we are. there. Yeah, uh, Ken Ham filing suit against the state of Kentucky mm-hmm. because he doesn't know apparently how the law works and well, what he was doing was wrong. Yeah, um, this 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 article I have actually comes from the Answers in Genesis website, so ha. it's it's actually even a little bit more entertaining than the one you've pulled up, which is uh, Hemet Meta's yeah article. Um, says Answers in Genesis developer developer of the Ark Encounter theme park in Northern Kentucky confirmed today it was filing a federal lawsuit against state officials for denying the park participation in the state's tax rebate incentive program. <laughs> Although the program is available to all qualifying tourist attractions seeking to build in the state, AIG's application was rejected solely because of the religious identity and message of AIG. The lawsuit explains how this action by Kentucky officials, including Governor Steve Bashir, violates federal and state law and amounts to unlawful viewpoint discrimination. Um, at this point, I just have to say, if Kentucky's concerned about the law to grant religion to grant religions money, it must be kind of a serious thing. Oh, yeah. right? This is fucking Kentucky. Yeah, a state not known for being entirely sympathetic to atheist views. Or, yeah, or anything other than what Cam Ham, Ham is, uh, is espousing with creationism. Yeah. And, anyway, the quote from AIG says, Our organization spent many months attempting to reason with state officials. <laughs> to get them to tell us, to get them to see our way. Yes, so that this lawsuit would not be necessary. This is from Ken Ham. However, the state was so insistent on treating our religious entity as a second-class citizen that we were simply left with no alternative but, but to proceed to court. Does he not realize that the whole fucking reason that they denied it was because he was treating non-Christians as second-class citizens? No, he doesn't realize that. And he says, this is the latest example of increasing government hostility towards religion in America, and it's certainly among the most blatant. Yeah, the reason that the reason the state yanked the the eighteen million dollar uh, yeah. uh, helping grants. funds or whatever grants tax tax deductions uh, was because when AIG started hiring people for the Ark Encounter, the the religious theme park that he wants to put together, they they ran their ads and said that you had to be Christian in order to yep. do it. Yep, yeah, he'll get into that too. But at this point, my my point is just sorry. You know, bigotry and discrimination are not synonymous with freedom and liberty. You know, he's confusing those things. <laughs> um, AIG has produced a video that that provides relevant background con- uh, concerning its suit. It features Ham, who... It's 24 and a half minutes yeah, long. Yeah. Uh, he became nationally known for his debate against Bill Nye, the science guy, one year ago this week. I can't believe that was a year ago. Yeah, that seemed well, like it was yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw somebody post something about it earlier, just just not too long ago, saying, you know, it's been an entire year. Yeah. Um, and constitutional law attorney Mike Johnson. Johnson is the chief counsel of Freedom Guard. Oh, serving sounds. as co-counsel in the case is Nate Kellum, chief counsel of the Center for Religious Expression. I, I don't know why these are even necessary. Organizations <laughs> like like uh, anyway. because Christians have a persecution <laughs> complex. Yeah, 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 a martyr complex. I would say both. Sure. 
Both public interest law firms are providing their legal services at no charge to AIG in order to defend its religious freedoms to bigotry. That's me adding that. Uh, We want them to be as free as possible, to be as bigoted as possible. After Kentucky granted preliminary approval in 2014 for AIG to receive a rebate of some of the new state sales taxes the ARC will will generate after it opens in 2016, secularist organizations exerted tremendous pressure on state officials to rescind the approval. Yeah, secular organizations like the federal government. Well, yeah. and again, this is, a, this is a perfect example of somebody who's religious who doesn't recognize that by denying them something, they're, they're denying their religious privilege to something. Uh-huh. We're not talking about equality here. We're talking about they want to be able to do something special and yeah. extra and privileged just yeah. because they're a Christian organization. Yep. Um. La, 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 where was I? It makes me angry. Uh, Anti-Christian groups objected to AIG's statutory right to limit its hiring to people of the Christian faith and to the content of the message that will be presented at the Bible-themed park. Anti-Christian groups and fucking Christian groups and yeah. the state of Kentucky. Oh, yeah. And then it says, bowing to this pressure, state officials <laughs> announced a reversal on December 10th, 2014, in- included as defendants... In the lawsuit are Governor Bashir and Robert Stewart, Kentucky's Secretary of the Tourism, Arts, and Heritage Cabinet. Uh, In the video, Johnson explains a well-established legal principles supporting AIG's case and why these principles are so important to defend. AIG notes that all freedom-loving Americans, sounds like a straw man to me, should be concerned with these government abuses, regardless of their individual perspectives on the book of Genesis. When such an an unconstitutional state action goes unchallenged, it sets a dangerous precedent for all other religious religious and minority groups. And I totally agree. When such unconstitutional state action goes unchallenged, which is exactly why the government challenged it. Oh, yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, Well, here here again we have another case of religious people beating people with their Bible stick – and they're getting upset when the government takes that stick away. Oh, well, yeah. well, and as Hemant says in his post, Kentucky was ready to give them the rebate. They had yep. no problem with yep. projects sponsored by religious organizations until AIG began posting job opportunities for Ark Encounter that required applicants to sign a faith statement. Yep. Trust me, Kentucky loves its religion. Yep. I promise you if any group is being discriminated against, Christians are nowhere near the top of that mm-hmm. list. But this isn't about Ken Ham's religion. It's about whether AIG followed the law. Correct. And they didn't. No, and, and, and this was my point earlier, and I think Hemet's making it here a lot more concisely than I was saying. But if Kentucky is having to back away from this because of the actual law and the way it's – believe me, it's the law. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. Kentucky would want to do everything they could possibly do to let this go by, let this slide. This giant they, Noah's but Ark they, But they just absolutely can't, even pulling every Christian string they've got. Oh, yeah. This is absolutely unconstitutional <laughs> and illegal. Well, yeah, and, and Hemet concludes his post with, there's just no way this lawsuit will go anywhere. I'm confident of that. Not because I'm a lawyer, but because I know how to read. read. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I don't. I don't understand how these attorneys could even think that this that this lawsuit will go anywhere. 
I, they probably wow. don't care because Answers in Genesis has a lot of money and they're going to get paid well for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that. I think ultimately this is just this is all for show, and they're hoping to raise more money through donations from all of yep. the from all of the Christians who are going to rally to their defense. Yep. And, and this 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 yeah. whole poor me campaign. Yeah, it's it's just a it's just a yep. giant way of peacocking to make sure that they get more attention than they were getting, so that they can get more donations to help yeah, build that, the park. That yeah. could be. Did you hear about this other lawsuit that got thrown out because of uh, apparently your social security number is the mark of the beast? It is. <laughs> I hadn't heard that. You, uh, you might want to check it out because uh, a Christian fundamentalist who at the age of 18 decided he was no longer going to go uh, to use his social security number anymore because he believes it's the mark of the beast. If that's actually the guy right there, fucking crazy looking on my phone, he looks scary. (laughs) Then, uh, yeah, then we blow that photo. That guy should take his photo off of Shutterstock because that is fucking. (laughs) I like this right here. That giant pimple right on his lip. Mm. And that one nose hair hanging out of the nose. I get that all the time. I always pull it out. Yeah. I get that one. You got to pull that nose hair, buddy. Boy. So, uh, wow. But yeah, he believed that the government issued nine-digit identification number are foretold in the book of Revelation and associated with the Antichrist, and he renounced his social security number at age 18. I renounced my social security number. (laughs) But (laughs) I declare bankruptcy. (laughs) The problem came when he had to get a job. Thou shalt not track me. The problem comes when he had to have a job. Mm -hmm. What do you need to give them when you have a job? A social security yep. number. So what this guy wouldn't put on his application is a social security number because he believed it was the mark of the beast. I think that they should allow him to continue his life without a social security number, and then when he goes to retire, he gets to collect absolutely no social security income. Well, instead, the mm-hmm. company fired him. Then he filed a uh, discri- uh, religious discrimination against them. A religious oh. discrimination. Uh, discrimination against him due to uh, mark religion. Of the beast, yeah. Because he believed that. And this kind of goes back to the whole thing where we're saying, well, if you are allowed to have these beliefs and do whatever you want with that belief, this is what people start doing. Well, and, and so apparently he believes this because U.S. law refers to social security numbers in the statute numbered 666, yeah. which is commonly understood as the biblical mark of the beast. It's, right or the or the the Hebrew alphanumeric symbol for Nero. It, it also reminds me of that uh, that girl that was running a cross country meet and she refused to run because her her number was six 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 and everybody was praising like good job good 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 on you for not t- participating in that not letting oh, you yeah. carry the mark of the, it's a fucking number I know, <laughs> I know she I, didn't I, do anything heroic I went nothing to, heroic I went about to it. Subway one time or and and my receipt number was 666 and they're like oh sorry 666 like, sorry and we'll call that and I'm like I don't fucking care but it's also important to note that on this website with this article yeah. is also an advertisement for Alex Jones <laughs> yeah, I don't think they controlled the advertising. Maybe so, not, but I'm I mean, fairly certain they've bashed but, Alec Jones a few times on Raw Story. Oh, have they? <laughs> well, and it's an article about about oh, yeah. Alex Jones defending Rand Paul's vaccine statement. Oh, okay. yeah, so, that guy's nuts, though. Because Alex Jones calls CNBC host a tramp and a whore. Oh. He's <laughs> that guy's uh, fucking nuts. He is. Yeah, dude, <laughs> he so is. <laughs> He is like the definition of conspiracy theorist. Like, if you think of a conspiracy, I guarantee you can go on Alex Jones' show and find a conspiracy on there. 
Oh, oh, yeah. oh my phone's vibrating. Oh, it was your phone. I was like, ah, oh, are we getting feedback from the computer? <laughs> so I hit mute really quick. No, yeah. Al- yeah. Alex Jones is fucking crazy. Which reminds me, though, did you guys see that whole thing about Rand Paul and vaccines? N- no. What did he say? He, I've been gone for a few days. That the parents should have the right to, to not vaccinate their uh, children. Bullshit. Yeah. He's, he's an anti-vaxxer. Just one more reason to hate that ignorant asshat. I mean, the only... I, I don't even know if it's a, a, a justified validation for why you shouldn't vaccinate your kids. But if your kid does have a weak immune system and is sick... And that might harm him even more. That'd be about the only time I could say. Well, and doctors would vac- doctors yes. would tell you don't do it, in, right? In, but it's important. in your pre-screen before your vaccination. Yeah. They say, "Are you cold? Are you know? Do you, yeah. do you are you do you have a cold? Do you have any sickness? Are you ill?" But at the same time, and that can be taking that sick child around other children that haven't been vaccinated. Exactly. Probably. That's the, those <laughs> kids are the exact reason why everyone else needs to fucking go get a shot. Because mm-hmm. there are some people who can't. Yeah. yeah, and they rely on herd immunity. Yeah. Uh. So irresponsible, but and so uncritical. Measles wasn't around, so I didn't see it justified to go and get yeah. my kid a measles shot because no one was having measles. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't see no purpose. I mean, I don't want my kid getting that their brain issue where he's got stuff going wrong with him. Or, I can't remember what it's called right now, but that one actress lady, she said her kid got it from the fucking shot. Oh, Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, she got sick. <laughs> uh, she got sick. Oh, well, are we gonna are we gonna play that really quick? Well, so yeah, and we have so much freedom now; we can do whatever we want. Half the show is just looking at YouTube shit. Oh, I was born a donkey. It's the donkey is breaking up. Donkey. 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 What? <laughs> wow. That's really funny. This is from some radio show. All right. Donkey today for Tuesday, January 27th. Donkey Former governor of Alaska and vice presidential candidate Sarah Palin. Now, Sarah Palin declared that uh, she's seriously interested in running for president in 2016. And I don't know much about politics, but unless Sarah Palin is speaking a language that is appealing to Republicans and Republican supporters, then I don't think she's starting off on the right foot. She spoke at the Iowa Freedom Summit in Des Moines this past weekend, and she delivered a speech that had to be sponsored by Xanax, Vicodin, and vodka, <laughs> and a couple of hits of Kush, because I have no idea what the hell she was talking about. I don't know what she was trying to convey. Let's hear oh, it. Oh, is this when she it had to go off script? Change. Yeah. Things must change for this cover. Our government, look at it. It isn't too big to fail. It's too big to succeed. What? It's too big to succeed so we can afford no retreads or nothing <laughs> will change with the same people and same policies that got us into the, the status quo. Another Latin word, status quo. Yeah. And it stands for, man, the middle class, everyday Americans are really getting taken for a ride. It's <laughs> a That's new definition. Status quo. And GOP leaders, by the way, uh, you know, the man can only ride you when your back is bent. So strengthen it. Then the man can't ride you. American won't be taken for a ride because so much is at stake. And we can't afford politicians playing games like nothing more is at stake than, oh, maybe just the next standing of theirs in the next election. Nigga, what? <laughs> you can put on a pig, but it's still a pig. You can have Sarah Palin wearing lipstick, speaking pig Latin, but tell you that it's Spanish, but it's still pig Latin. 
She's fucking nuts, oh, man. Wow. Yeah, she's she's lost it. The incoherent ramblings of the mama bear. Oh yeah. And that, so that was where that was where she went off script. Yeah. Well, she had yeah. no script. Right, her cue cards yeah. were, were the, some, well, something happening. They, they say her tel- teleprompter. teleprompter. Broke, okay, yeah. yeah, right. Try. I dare anybody after after <laughs> after the whole presidency to try to dig up anything that horrific from Clinton. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, well, and she <sighs> or or Barack Obama. And how many times has she fucking accused Barack Obama of not being able to do anything without his teleprompter? Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes on this fucking wild. Crazy, incoherent, disjointed ramble. I don't even know what that was. <laughs> oh man! Maybe she was. And look- she was going like that for nearly an hour. <laughs> wow! The man can only ride you when your, your back, back is bent. So strengthen <laughs> so, that back. So strengthen your back. Todd and Palin's then he can't going, ride you. Palin's going. Fuck! Oh. It worked with my husband. God! My man can't ride the GOP. You the man. Yeah. I thought, like she she mentioned GOP and Republicans and then said the man and I was like, mm, okay, sure. Yeah, she just I think was using every word that she knew. <laughs> Government's too big to succeed. Trying to combine them what? together. <sighs> this is going to be the most tasty word salad anybody's oh. ever come up with. <laughs> I is, saw. Is she running? She's not running, right? Well, we don't know yet. She's in her. her she threw her name in the hat pretty much mm-hmm. already. I hope she does. Oh, oh, that would be glorious. I hope she does. So speaking of people who are running for president, oh, yeah. Mitt Romney dropped out of the race. Yeah. People all over Utah were crying. Yeah, I'm sure they were. Yeah. <laughs> they were so sad. I'm a little bittersweet about it. Why? Uh, well, I mean, I'd like to see as many people vote. possible Republicans fucking shit up in the middle of, you know, just taking votes all over the place as possible. But I, I just don't, I just don't want to see, I don't know. I just don't like the guy. Oh, no, I don't either. I think, well, that's why I was wondering why you were sad that he dropped out. But, um, you know, after he got snubbed at that Republican convention, yeah, nobody was going to donate to him. Oh. And yep. There's also rumor that... Yeah, he doesn't have enough money to run his own. Yeah, well, there's also rumor that Ann Romney had told him, you know, Get you're not running unless you want to be running as the newly divorced ex-governor of Massachusetts. Then he would really have no money. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Oh, wow. But uh, the white horse prophecy yet again will not be fulfilled yeah. by Mitt Romney. But people mm. are always saying, like, Mitt would have made a great president. Look how good he is. He's a business owner. I'm like, no. Yeah, that's totally he different. He buys businesses and he sells businesses. Yeah. And the ones that he keeps, usually he ships overseas so they can make more profit. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do business in the fucking U.S. His own state wouldn't even vote oh, for him in the presidency. Good. Yeah, but, I mean, even that uh, Bain, the company yeah, he was Bain working Capital, for yeah. that was being taken up. I can't remember what they are being. Uh, Bain Capital? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes, it's Bain Capital. <laughs> I'm trying to do a Batman. Hello, Batman. Stay in the shadows, Republicans. <laughs> there, there you go. go. That's a good one. <laughs> I, I couldn't get it. You will all be laid off soon. <laughs> <laughs> so you do a good Obama and a good Bane. Bane. There we go. <laughs> but uh, wasn't weren't they being taken up on like federal charges? Who's that? Uh, Bane? Bane Capital was being taken up on federal charges, and I thought Romney's name was part that. of the uh, lawsuit on that. 
This was oh. in the news quite a while ago, and I haven't heard anything well, much yeah, from when it then. He was, when he was running against Obama the this last time. This was after right? this. This was like a year ago when this was coming out where that lawsuit was happening, and everybody's like, oh, he didn't work for him. But no, it sounds done. vaguely familiar because, like, no, because Romney, was, was, then Romney was trying to say that he, that he had he didn't left really the company. Have, yeah, that he didn't really have anything to do with day-to-day operations. Yeah, he was the CEO. Just kind of a figurehead yeah. after trumpeting all of the all of these things as being successes yeah. for him as a businessman. Yeah. He tried to distance himself from, from it and say, oh, no, that's not really me. Isn't I, that don't, that? I don't have any real say there. Is he? Is he? Is he part of the Patriots coaching staff or what? <laughs> <laughs> Those balls oh, are fully con- Congratulations inflated. to your team, by the way. No, that's not why I said that. I was just. <laughs> but thanks. They fucking deflated more balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't believe. What do you think of that last play call um, by, the, by the Seahawks? I think it was the right call, and not because of the way it turned out. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, was it? I'll never see this coming. We have one of the best running backs in the league for this sort of thing. Let's fucking throw it. Well, I mean, mean, (laughs) either either way, I think it probably would have been been good. But I mean, everybody in the fucking world knew Marshawn Lynch was going to get the ball on that carry. Everybody and the Patriots did not take their goal line package out of the game at all. Their safety was Dante Hightower in that package. They had eight men in the box. Dante Hightower is a 250, 260 pound linebacker at safety. He was in there for run stop. They had to actually switch to put Butler in at corner when they realized they were going to run, uh, possibly run a quick snap play. The problem with that play call was the execution. They had a stack package on the right side. So Jermaine Curse's whole job right there is to jam his corner and push him back two to three yards to force that second corner to loop around to try to have to get to come underneath to to cut that that route by Jermaine Kurz or by uh, by um, Lockett, who's coming up underneath on that quick slant. There's no way he's going to get there. But the problem was he didn't anticipate that the corner was going to be Brandon Browner, who was ready for that jam, didn't allow him to give him any room. So Butler had a straight shot at that at that pick. There was there was no there was no extra room to play there. So when they tried to run that slant, Butler was right there. It was the right call, bad execution. Yeah, I don't even. But I would. I would argue that I can see your points there. To do it on first down, it was second. Well, to do it on second down, not not the best call. Why? Because if it's incomplete, then you get a free stoppage of the clock. You still have a timeout remaining. Then you give it to Lynch. Ninety nine times out of a hundred, that's going to work. If it does, it's not going to get picked. I mean this this was a freak play. Yeah, it was a freak play. Yeah. Was there an interception right at the end? Wait, wait, wait. What's the, what? Was there an interception right at the end? I didn't see the game. <laughs> I have no fucking clue what well, you guys you, are talking yeah, about right were, now. You were out breaking yeah, your ass. A, yeah, there was a goal line interception. But <laughs> okay. you said, yeah, like there's some sort of conspiracy thing going oh, on. No, no oh, conspiracy. Okay. no conspiracy. No conspiracy. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't critique it if they gave it to Marshawn Lynch and he got stuffed either. Yeah. I would still say that would probably have been a good call either. I wouldn't know what to do right there. I mean, either one of those, they're really high percentage plays. Yeah. Both of them. Is the quick yeah I don't know. the quick slant for one yard yeah yeah Russell Wilson was a little slow on his release Jermaine Curse was on his heels when he should have been out making a block on Browner and pushing him downfield didn't do that those things didn't happen Butler didn't have to loop around he had a straight shot on the ball all of that stuff came into play but it just was a freak kind of a deal yeah ninety nine times that ball falls either 
completely harmlessly to the ground or it's connected for a touchdown. Well, well and regardless of the call, I mean, clearly God hates Seattle. Yeah. Oh, I was going to bring up the God joke. <laughs> <laughs> he was sitting on it the whole time. I just was. Waiting. We're talking wait, strategy. Wait, and he's just wait, like, for ah, for oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, well, Seattle's a liberal city and, you know, I didn't mean to deflate your ball. Uh, <laughs> nice. No, I was going to say Seattle didn't pray, pray hard enough. I don't know. Did you see Russell Wilson after the NFC championship? No, he still didn't. Yeah. The whole team didn't get on board His with him. Face was melting. He was crying so hard. Thank you, Jesus. He put his hand on my ass and controlled my arm. That's fucking gross. Yeah. Yeah, Seattle will be back. They're a good team. Yeah, they're a good team. And Russell's a decent quarterback. I think I, I think, think he's, a good he's quarterback. over. I think he's his th- I think He's not a great thrower. He's a good. He's I think good he's in the, a great thrower. He move. He moves around really well. I think, dude. I think he's got a great deep ball, man. Yeah. Russell Wilson. Well, I think. I think that portion of his game is probably overstated. He moves around really well. He gives sure. himself more opportunities to throw, sure. to throw the ball. Sure. But without without those opportunities, sharp, man. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I I like the guy. And for as young as he is and everything, I yeah, mean, I'm not year. saying he's not a good quarterback. Oh yeah, I I, I think he's pretty great, but. I th- I think he's just a bit overrated in the same way that I think Favre was overrated. Favre was a good quarterback, but he also had the most amount of like bad records. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he also threw the most touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Seattle, so, Seattle's not. A, I mean, they'll be back. Why won't you just let me be a goddamn critic? <laughs> 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 Jesus. Sorry, Don. So my my friends know I do this podcast every Wednesday night. Yeah. And- they said, "You still doing your cult show tonight?" Cult They're, show, yeah. Cult they call show. it the cult show. Who? Which friends are these? Oh, the guys I work with. <laughs> the Mormons? No. Well, this guy's not Mormon. Oh, okay. But he sent me Bibles, a Bible passage, <laughs> just now. <laughs> Jeremiah twenty nine eleven through thirteen, NIV version. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper, to yeah. Prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me. And I will you listen to you. sounded like Bane there for a second. <laughs> you will seek me and, and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Uh, how should I respond? You've been seeking him with all of your heart, all of your life. And those prayers have gone unanswered. How long does one need to search for, for Jebus before, this, before you can legally declare him dead? I don't it's know. Not up, it's not up to us. Oh, it's up to Jesus. We to need do to do it forever, and and it's up to him when he'll when he'll. That show seems like himself. a total dick move. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what you should say. Jesus is a dick. Okay. A <laughs> 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 hey. Jesus dick. is a. Does Sent. your does your phone autocorrect it to Jebus? I think mine. That'd be funny. <laughs> no, delivered. All right. Let's move back on to God stuff. It's not a sports show. <laughs> okay, so so we started with the with that little bit from uh, uh, Stephen Fry from Stephen Fry, right? And so also in the news this week was Stephen Fry uh, delivering a little mm. soliloquy during an interview. I would call uh, it a with, smackdown, yeah, with Gay Byrne. Um, and apparently, after this interview where Stephen Fry said what he did. Gay Byrne was so damaged by it that he is now receiving counseling following the airing of this episode. Which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, apparently, um, 
according to a spokesman for RTE, apparently the network where this was aired, said that uh, Gay Byrne felt a little faint after all of that, what's the crack with dead children God, huh, nonsense from Fry, so we had to let him have a lie down. But we can confirm he's booked in for intensive counseling. Six months should do it. He has to go through six months of, of intensive intense counseling, counseling because of a you know, 30-second, one-minute clip from Stephen Fry talking about why he doesn't believe in God. That's so damaging to someone's psyche. Oh, yeah. He had his brain checked. <laughs> Stephen Fry checked his brain at the fucking... His brain, at the, not Stephen Fry's brain, but that dude's brain at the door and was like, dude, yeah, check I, it. I, I, well, and what Stephen Fry said was brilliant and lovely. Oh, yeah, I loved it. I mean, he's very, he's very eloquent. He's very well-spoken. He, he's... You know, he, he thinks about what he's going to say and, and is very good at spur-of-the-moment things because he thinks about these things all the time. Yeah. It's not just, you know, a lot of people think that atheists are, are just lazy intellectuals or, or we've given up or we haven't done our research or anything like that. Nothing could be further than the tr- Nothing could be further from the truth for most of the atheists that I know. You know, most of them started out as religious people who, through study of their religion or questioning their religion, you know, researched their way out of that religion. Most atheists know more about any particular religion than than most of the adherents of that religion. And, you know, so these are things that Stephen Fry has thought about quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I think I've got the little clip here queued up uh, of the interview with Stephen Fry. I'll go ahead and play that now. It's gorgeous. Suppose what Oscar believed in as he died, in spite of your protestations, suppose it's all true, Mm. and you walk up to the pearly gates and you are confronted by God. What will Stephen Fry say to him, her, or it? I will basically, what's known as theodicy, I think, I'll say bone cancer in children? What's that about? How dare you? How dare you create a world in which there is such misery that is not our fault? It's not right. It's utterly, utterly evil. Why should I respect a capricious, mean-minded, stupid God who creates a world which is so full of injustice and pain? That's what I'd say. And you think you're going to get in on that? No, but I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to get in on his terms. They're wrong. Now, if I died and it it was Pluto, Hades, and if it was the 12 Greek gods, then I would have more truck with it because the Greeks were they didn't pretend not to be human in their appetites and in their capriciousness and in their unreasonableness. They didn't present themselves as being all seeing, all wise, Mm -hmm. all kind, all beneficent because the God who created this universe, if it was created by God is quite clearly a maniac utter maniac totally selfish, totally we have to spend (laughs) our life on our knees thanking him? What kind of God would do that? Yes, the world is very splendid, but it also has in it insects whose whole life cycle is to burrow into the eyes of children and make them blind. They eat outwards from the eyes. Why? Why did you do that to us? You could easily have made a a creation in which that didn't exist. It is simply not acceptable. So, you know, atheism is not just about not not believing there's a God, but on the assumption that there is one, what kind of God is he? It's perfectly apparent. He is monstrous, utterly monstrous, and deserves no respect whatsoever. The moment you banish him, your life becomes simpler, purer, cleaner, more worth living, in my opinion. 
That sure is the longest answer to that question that I ever got in this entire series. <laughs> wow. The look on that guy's yeah, you have face. To, you, have to, you have to YouTube that one because you've got it's, to see Gay Burns' face. It is I mean, he's, priceless. He's, he, you can tell he's contemplating. It's sinking in. It's actually in, in real time. It's making a difference in his mind at that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, like the wide eyes is stare, and, and, then, he sits and then leaning back, yeah, and he sits into, back into his and chair, like, shut his eyes for a minute. Yeah. Like, holy shit! That I is never when the, thought about that. <laughs> that is when it struck his brain. Yeah, <laughs> you can see the moment at which his brain tweaks. Yeah. It's like just the, a little bit. It's like the Kennedy film. Back and to the left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back and to the left. Yeah. <laughs> you could see both of their brains spilling out at that moment. <laughs> Well, yeah, so apparently uh, Gay Byrne is a big believer, of course, and that's why this came as such a shock to his system. <clears throat> um, I, don't, I don't understand how a person can get to his age and not have, have had deep thoughts about what they believe. Well, because it, there's, there's, there's been a moratorium on talking about this for decades. That's why. That's why it's so important. Let's. That's why there's this whole thing. Like you know, I just saw this. I just saw this meme the other day that had, uh, it had two people standing there, and it was old atheism, right? And the one person was like, uh, you know, I don't want to listen to you. You know, here's what I have to say. You just shut up. And then the atheist just sits there, and the other one's new atheism. You just shut up. No. <laughs> and that's the whole difference, right? Because now this quote new atheism is just the fact that we're not willing to sit back and say, all right, fine, we'll, we'll let you do what you're going to do, and we'll just shut up. No, we're just saying, here's what we think, too, right? You guys say what you think, we're saying what we think, and that's what they don't like. Yeah. And so we're challenging that the status quo, the taboo of not talking about religion publicly. So some of these old folks have no fucking idea what it's like to have their views challenged. They just grow up in societies where everyone accepts it or everyone shuts up. Or if you keep all yeah. your friends that just do nothing but uh, reinforce your ideas. Yeah. Well, that's why it's important for us to speak out about it. Or make friends with Christians so we can unenforce their ideas. <laughs> right. Well, and, and to let people know that you are an atheist. Yeah. I mean, you know, so many people go through their lives thinking that they know absolutely nobody who, who doesn't believe in God. That you know, there there are so few atheists as to be completely irrelevant. You know, there's just a very teeny tiny itty bitty really loud minority. You know that that they they like to treat us like we treat the Tea Party. <laughs> 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 They're just some you know wide eyed maniacs who who you know for some reason have chosen to not believe in God or have chosen yeah. to disbelieve in a God. Yeah, and that's just not the case. Yeah, force them to give embarrassing answers. Yeah. Yeah, I still love that quote from you. I that's what that's we need awesome. to do. Are we, are we going to talk about this right now? So, sure. Oh, yeah. Here, here, in, the, here in the pretty great state, as our license plates used to say at one time, uh, the pretty great state of Utah. Is that um, what they used to say? Yeah. Yeah, that, well, that was the state motto for a little while. The pretty great state? A pretty great state. Pretty, comma, great state. Oh. And everybody was like, eh, it's a pretty great state. Well, yeah, life, sure. <laughs> life elevated is going to have to leave pretty soon, too, because they try to put everybody down. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, speaking of putting people down here in the state of Utah, we have <laughs> Representative Jacob Andereg, uh, Utah State Representative, who has introduced a change uh, to 
uh, a bill. It, yeah, a marriage modification. Yeah, it's House Bill 66 here in Utah for the 2015 general session. Um, and it is marriage modifications. Um, the, he's basically leaving the bill as it stands, but he's adding uh, two two very important, very shitty sections, or has proposed that these two sections be added to the end of the bill. Uh, he's adding section 5, which states that a person authorized under subsection 1, which basically talks about who in Utah is able to to solemnize a marriage, to, to officiate over a marriage, is not required and may be compelled to solemnize a marriage when doing so would violate the person's sincerely held religious beliefs, uh, tenets, doctrine, practices, or the person's fundamental right to religious liberty. Okay. So... Which that also includes the court. Yeah. And I was just going to say, you know, on its on its face, I would have no problem with this if they change the wording or add a little bit to it to say this does not include public employees. Right. Yeah. You know, you've Because you, it's already a law where right. a religious institution does not have to marry someone if they don't want to. Well, plus, yeah, their whole part say, of it is doesn't mean shit. Yeah, I was just yeah. gonna say if they were to include that what you that that amendment you just added to this, there would be no difference from what the law already states. Right. It would be it would be unnecessary. The whole purpose for adding this is to get religious privilege back, yes. or to maintain religious privilege, mm-hmm. and to continue dim- discriminating against equal uh, marriage equality. Because yeah. because what if the person who's filing this marriage license at the courthouse is looking at it and go, ooh, a same sex marriage? I don't feel so good about this. Let's put it in the recycling bin because I'm not going to be file same this. sex. It could be it could be anything. An yeah, atheist. it could be anything. It could be atheists. They could deny it yep. if you're an atheist. They could, it could deny be interracial. It on the of interracial, right? But yep. the, the main reason why they're going after this whole bill is be, because of same-sex marriage. Yeah, but it's, it's but it's not it's, specific to that for well, a reason. He left it vague yeah. for a reason. Yeah. But but this this also opens the door for discriminating and yeah. and bigotry, bigotry against other things, yes. right? Like non-believers or uh, Mormons and Jews or blacks and whites or whatever else. I mean, all kinds of stuff. All you have all he, what he's trying to do is say all you have to do is say, well, this is against my religious doctrine, so nobody's going to marry you. Yeah. Like I'm waiting for a, a cake matter what shop it is. Not to make a cake for atheists cuz right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and how do you define a sincerely held religious belief? Yeah, well. How many I mean, times is it we... just is it just me telling you yep. that this is yeah. what I that's, sincerely that's believe? What he, yeah, probably. That's what he wants. And and it's it's not just that I sincerely believe it. It's in the name of whatever religion I happen to want to practice or or, or say. It could be a completely made up religion. It could be something completely new. It's yeah. my own yeah. religion. Yep. It's a sincerely held belief of mine. Because yep. according but to it's my, not, it's not only that though. It's also tenets, doctrine, yeah. practices, or person's fundamental right to religious liberty. So there's all of those possibilities yeah. to yeah. discriminate as well. Well, according I mean, to it's my wide open. According to my sincerely held religious beliefs, speeding tickets are bullshit. And I won't accept <laughs> any of them because according to my sincerely held religious beliefs, speeding tickets are of the devil. Sure. Unfortunately for you, it has nothing to do with marriage yeah, but, and so would not be affected by this but, law. But you could say that it's against my religion to marry a cop to a, a civilian. Uh-huh. You could say that. And that would still qualify under. I, I was under, just going with the sincerely held religious beliefs. They seem to be putting that into every fucking law. Well, now they're trying. Yeah, they're to trying to discriminate against. Yeah, yeah. and 
And, and then so Section 2 talks about the effective date of this law. It says that if approved by two-thirds of all members elected to each house, this bill takes effect upon approval by the governor or the day following the constitutional time limit of Utah Constitution, Article 7, Section 8, without the governor's signature or in the case of a veto, the date of veto override. So basically if they can get two-thirds of the house to vote on this, it would go into effect immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've put a little the, – the state of Utah has an actually – Really great website, um, and it, you know you can go through find all of the bills that are being introduced and discussed and everything. You can look at this. You can look at the bills text, the status of it. You can add little trackers to it. Um, so I've I've added a tracker to this bill that anytime it's updated, anytime the status of it changes or anything, I'll get a, a notification. And yeah, I mean, if I find out that this is that this is moving forward and you know is is looking inevitable. You can bet your ass that I will be out there and rallying as many people as possible. Yeah, I mean, I'll join you. Is it is it fair to conclude that this this is something of a response to the fact that the Supreme Court has has is uh, fast tracking take taken down the ban on gay marriage? Oh, yeah. So this is this is a new way to circumvent the Supreme Court ruling by adding more useless. Uh, yeah. hullabaloo to the laws and and getting new things passed that are going to be supported by I yeah, would imagine two thirds here in Utah I would imagine two thirds are going to say yeah all the all the quorum of the twelve are going to think we're awesome if we pass this and they're going to get it through and yeah well and it kills me because you hear Republicans complain all about all the time about the inefficiency and right. and and ineffectiveness right. of, of government and yet he's spending. How yep, much yeah. of his time and other people's time yep. on this stupid fucking bill? Yep, that's that, already been deemed unconstitutional. Yeah, that, that has already been deemed unconstitutional and yep. and is completely irrelevant just in the name of religious privilege. Yeah, but but and this this is a quote from uh, a friend of mine who's a, a conservative and a, and a theist. But they're threatening they're threatening our lifestyle. Who's threatening whose <laughs> lifestyle? Like gay marriage is yep. threatening your friend's lifestyle. No, it, no, it's 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 a it's a threat to the the way that we choose to live. It's a, it's a it's a threat to uh, our culture. No, only if you conceive it as a threat. There's really, nope. is, I mean, no, yeah, yeah. I'm just but, saying yeah, this. This yeah. is their response. To yeah, that. yeah, and I'm, I'm responding they, to the response. They don't view it as a separate thing. You know, how, they're, how they're he, really viewing it as as threatening. In what way does he? View I don't it as know. A I don't know. I wish I had asked him, I, but, but I didn't. I yeah. Didn't. Because sooner or later they're going to be teaching our kids in school that it's all right to get gay married, <laughs> and that's not right. <laughs> yeah, or or eventually you can marry your dog or your yes. rock or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and we all know where it leads next to the bestialities. Yes, mm-hmm. and the uh, child abuse. And the I don't know. I don't know where to go with that one. Yeah. Yeah. So so I put a tracker uh, on that. Uh, currently, it's. It's uh, awaiting. Well, let me look at the status again here. Uh, it has gone to the House, to the Standing Committee, the House Judiciary Committee. Uh, that was on January 26th, and there hasn't been any movement since then. So, well, I'm keeping an eye on it, and we'll be sure to update y'all if anything changes on that. Uh, so, we talked last week a little bit about LDS Church's. Uh, Press conference. press conference and and announcing that they would support mm-hmm. uh, uh, LGBT 
non-discrimination laws, as long as they still had the right to discriminate based on their religious yep, beliefs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah here, here are our demands, I think is what we said last week. Yeah, and this 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 is a, a fairly long article that talks about how the LDS Church basically, you know, punked the national press by calling a press conference purportedly about their support of some basic LGBT rights for people. Uh, the press conference was, in fact, mostly about defending Mormons' rights to discriminate. Yep. Um, you know, and and it shows a few of the uh, different headlines that were around at the time. Mormon leaders from the New York Times. Mormon leaders call for measures protecting gay rights. ABC led with Mormon leaders call for measures protecting gay rights, and CNN says Mormon chalks or Mormon Church backs LGBT rights with one condition. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, of all of those, probably CNN is the closest to the truth. Um, but the the article says the new the new Mormon position is like that candy with a razor blade inside that your mom warned you about on Halloween. While calling for LGBTQ people to be protected from those who hate them from or or who hate them for non-religious reasons, and who are those people anyway? They've hidden yeah. their real agenda, which is to legalize such discrimination by anyone who claims their prejudice is backed by faith. Yep, that's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, all they're doing is seeking to solemnif or, or are they they're seeking, uh, you know, legal precedent to to use discrimination yeah. in, in different what, things based on their religious beliefs. What What if someone were to come out and say, it it's it's my right to religious freedom to marry fourteen nine year old women? What would the LDS Church say about that? Would they have such an would they, would this be so outrageous? Would they be so what what could they possibly say about that? They probably wouldn't hold a press conference. I, I would sure. I'm, I, based on what they've done before, I would imagine they'd run to their fucking holes or whatever they've gotten and just stay out of the media altogether. You know, and you, the the part of this whole thing and and gay rights in general that that really it's bothers me as far well right that's that's it exactly is that they're not seeking any special rights they're not seeking no, the, <laughs> they're not seeking any privilege at all it's they're equality. seeking to have the same rights that everybody else has yep, to live their right. lives to the fullest and be happy in whatever pursuits they they choose yeah yeah if if you know to be able to marry who they love to be able to hold a job get housing eat at a fucking restaurant yeah. It's nothing it's there's no privilege there. They're not seeking extra rights that nobody else has. Right. They just want to be treated equally. Right. And you have people saying, Well, I don't want to have to treat them equally, and so I'm gonna create laws that say that I don't have to do that if yep. I'm religious. Yep. That's bullshit. Yep. Is that something Jesus would do? Well, we don't know. And nobody well, knows, and that's the thing. But that's what I'm saying. You know, they they all say that Jesus was this kind and wonderful and welcoming guy who who was a Republican. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have no fucking idea who Jesus was. Yeah. No, they, he was a radical liberal who was homeless, had no fucking job, was not part of the one percent. None of that shit that they talk about today. Nothing to do with said anything. To take they, care of the poor. Nothing. Yeah, feed nothing. the hungry. They have no idea what even even the representation of Jesus they claim to hold. They don't even live to. No. Let, just, al let alone who he really may may or may not have possibly even been in history. Uh, anyway, go ahead, Ryan, and your uh, broken say, ass I just, tailbone. I just wish. Yeah, I, I keep like clenching this chair. It's, uh, fuck, every time uh, I this, move, this, it this fucking hurts. Drives me nuts, man. <laughs> I I wish we could take the state of Utah to court over their basic cohabitation with the Mormon Church, and basically how there is no separation of church and state. Basically, going, hey, look at this. Yeah, church comes out and says this. 
Boom, lawmakers make yeah. a bill fucking yeah. on that side. Church comes out with this, boom. They, lawmakers are always on the fucking side of the oh, LDS well, yeah, church. I mean, the, yeah. the whole state legislature is active LDS. I oh, mean, yeah. the vast, and, vast majority of them. And I hate when people yeah. are always saying, well, if you don't I mean, like well, it, get out. This is, isn't, maybe, yeah, but well, still. The, so the, the legislature in Utah has, ridiculous. has a larger majority of Mormons than the population at large. Yep. Which is already fucking filthy with Mormons. Well, it, yeah. it's the same nationally as far as religious versus non-religious uh, representation yeah. in, in government, period. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, I mean, not just Utah, any state be able to take their, you know, go to court and say, all these laws, they're blue laws. These are laws based off of religion. They should not be around. I mean, not yeah. just the gay marriage thing. I, I would even go with, like... Like liquor laws are just on Sundays, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or stores not being allowed to be open on Sundays and getting rid of those laws saying if a store wants to be open on Sunday, they can fucking be open on Sunday. It's their fucking right to have their store open on Sunday. Yeah, car dealerships in Utah are closed, closed on su- Sunday yeah. because Larry H. Miller was the largest car dealer here and didn't want to have any fucking competition on Sundays. Yep. So they changed the law so that you, if you have a yep. car dealership, you can't sell cars on Sunday. Yeah. And guess what that has to do with tithing? Tithing? Larry H. Miller and his contribution to the church oh, yeah. and getting laws yeah. changed. Absolutely. It has to do with that. It's all yeah. about money. That's what church is all. They're, they're, they're corporations. That's I all mean, they are. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the LDS church officially is, is a corporate entity. Yeah. Yeah. It's the LDS church incorporated. Yep. And they should be taxed. Yeah. A multi, so how much political influence they multi-billion have. Multi-billion dollar corporation. Yeah. Yep. I'm trying to think of the word for it. Some that walks around trying to uh, get politicians to do things for them. Lobbyist, lobbyist. The church is a a lobbyist entity oh, yeah. almost. Oh, oh, it is. It it definitely is that. It's it's even but beyond not, that sometimes. But they're not taxed like a lobbyist. Well, no, because no, because they're a four hundred one c three. But they shouldn't be. I agree because of the fact that they do so much well, lobbying. They should be, but four hundred one c. Well, they should be taxed. Yes, yes. They're not allowed to do what they're doing. Well, based on tax code, under the laws they are, but the laws shouldn't be the way they are. I mean, even, it's not constitutional, but yeah. no, no, it's definitely not constitutional. It's illegal what they're doing. Um, a, a religious organization is not supposed to have sway as much sway in political realm as the church does. They're non-tax no, I, I, Yeah, I agree, but I don't think it's illegal. I, but I think it's I think it's uncon. Well, <laughs> it, it's it's yeah, it's tricky because unconstitutional is illegal by definition, but. Well, amendments they're, they're, have been made, changes have been made, yeah. so that they can get around that. The they're allowed to talk politics. They're allowed to be able to say to their, they're not, well, they're not allowed to tell their parishioners who to vote for, when to vote, how to vote, but they can talk about it a little bit. Now well, they can put money into it too. I thought that's illegal, but they do, and so does the ACLU, who's also a four hundred one c three. But do they have lobbyists. Yeah, because I thought lobbying was illegal underneath a nonprofit. Uh, code, especially even for churches. Was, and, and, uh, and they also have attorneys. I don't know if the ACLU is a 401c3 or not. Are I think they, it is. Are they a nonprofit organization? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. <clears throat> and and the, way, the way the law is stated with nonprofit organizations is that you cannot specifically endorse one candidate over another. Yeah, you another. can't endorse I mean, a candidate are, over another, but, but you can... You can you can do certain things, yeah. but you can't... There, there, there's a a list of things that you cannot do, and that list of things you cannot do is repeatedly and consistently violated by several different organizations, oh, yeah. including the LDS Church. Uh, but speaking about how dumb some of our lawmakers are here in Utah, oh. uh, there <laughs> there are a few bright spots. Um, 
<laughs> for example, Representative Angela Romero, Democrat of Salt Lake City, one of the very, very few Democrats uh, holding office here in Utah, uh, wanted to change um, wanted to change the law about uh, defining what rape is. Right? Um, she wanted to change the definition of of when a person gives consent to sex and when they don't. Um, and and had sought to change a bill, and then then we get into this happy little video here, where one of our Utah lawmakers is questioning whether having sex with somebody who's unconscious is actually rape. Yeah. Uh. Utah lawmakers debated this afternoon whether having sex with an unconscious person is rape. Now, the debate was sparked by a bill that aims to redefine how the state views consent from a victim in assault cases. The bill's sponsor says it should be obvious, but lawmakers weren't so sure today. Fox 13's Caroline Conley joins us from the state capitol tonight. Caroline. Hi, Bob. Yeah, Representative Angela Romero says the current law, as it's written, is confusing. So she's made some changes to it that today seem to actually confuse and worry other lawmakers. Sitting before a panel of lawmakers, Representative Angela Romero laid out her case that she hopes changes the way rape cases are prosecuted. To protect those who are most vulnerable. Her bill, HB 74, would alter the definition of consent in Utah's current criminal code for sexual assaults, changing two key provisions. First, this line that says an assault has occurred if, quote, the victim has not consented and the actor knows the victim is unconscious. It would remove that line about consent there. And second, she wants to add a line seen in red here to this clause. But at the end of the day, when we took out that language, if somebody's unconscious, you probably shouldn't try to attempt to have sexual relationships with them. But lawmakers didn't <laughs> no entirely care. agree. I'm not trying at all to justify sexual activity with an unconscious person. It's abhorrent to me. This is Representative Brian Green. I hope this wouldn't happen, but this opens the door to it. A, uh, an individual has sex with their wife while she is unconscious, or he, you know, the other way around, if that's possible. I don't if know. that's possible, um, guys can't be raped, but, right? Uh, a prosecutor could then charge that spouse with rape. Advocates of the bill, though, pointed to other cases, like one that involved a local news anchor who testified here. If I were your daughter, your niece, a friend, how would you want this law written? And cases like this one from 2008 in Cache County, where prosecutors say their case was dismissed because they couldn't, quote, prove an expression of lack of consent through words or conduct. Because they're she fucking unconscious. the event happening to her, yeah, but because of that statute, that statutory language, the case was dismissed. Attorney Donna Kelly helped draft the language for Romero's bill. How can you express anything when you're unconscious? In hopes of changing cases she looks at in the future. Now, despite concern from some lawmakers on the committee today, they did pass this bill unanimously, Hope. Now, Caroline, what comes next? Well, this will go to the full House uh, for debate, and the representative says obviously she doesn't know if this will actually pass in the end, but she's glad they're having this conversation now. A lot of the lawmakers talking about this today kept saying it was a sensitive issue, a sensitive issue, and she says, yes, it's sensitive, but we need to be talking about it more, so she's glad at least that discussion occurred today. All right. Caroline, thank you. 
what what that green guy said when he's like, well, <laughs> that green guy, that green, yeah. <laughs> well, if 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 your Jennifer wife's Martin's unconscious and he has sex with her, well, is that rape? Yes, yeah. you could fucking rape yeah. your own wife. Yeah, it's well, rape. What, what if I wanted to? What if I wanted to sleep with my wife when she wasn't a, when she wasn't aware of it? What if what if my wife or said, vice versa? If that's even possible? Yeah, he doesn't know the guys can be raped either. That's. Like last night, my wife said no, and I said, "Well, fuck you. You're my wife. I'm having sex with you. You're my property. You must submit. Must submit. Yep. That is not rape. No, dick. That's fucking rape. Yeah. So what horseshit, right? So no dick. So, that's exactly what you need <laughs> according to the law now. So after this, you know, <laughs> not to be. Of course, boatloads of people headed over to Representative Brian Green's Facebook oh. page. And started blasting him, commenting on a bunch of different stuff. He was carrying on a bunch of different conversations. Toward the end of the afternoon, he just ended up deleting all of them. Just deleting everything because it made him look bad, which it fucking did. I mean, his comments were bad. He was an asshole about it. Yeah. And so he just went through and deleted everything. And then Fox News has updated their website here uh, that says that today he sent Fox 13 the following statement. There are comments I made in a committee meeting yesterday for HB 74 that have been taken out of context and have allowed my intentions to be misinterpreted. I'm sorry for any unintended pain that my statements have caused. They weren't out of context. Mm-hmm. People were directly quoting him, and oh, yeah. he was trying to defend his comment. Yeah, just just uh, Representative Green, would you please provide me the context in which rape is okay? He seemed pretty clear to me. I mean, the, no. this this whole thing, this apology reeks of non-apology. It's, yep. I'm sorry if you felt that way yep. because I was an ignorant asshole. Instead of just saying, you know, I was wrong and I was stupid and I said some dumb things and I apologize. He's still trying to defend what he said. Then he goes on and says, I abhor sexual assault under any circumstances, including within marriage. Currently, under Utah law, sex with an unconscious person without consent is rape. Which it's not. That's why they want to fucking right. make this add change. that That's wordage right. into it. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I was concerned about a change in statutory language that, re- that would remove the element of consent and might have some unintended consequences. I was attempting to clarify the issue through the committee's discussion. From the beginning, I supported the intent of this bill and voted for it as it passed unanimously out of committee. I strongly support closing any loopholes that allow offenders to evade prosecution, and I believe this bill does that. Then why did he say what he said? Why did he even fucking say that? <laughs> I was just trying to flush it out. Yeah, just trying to get see, you know. See how hard it is. To I'm get, thinking I mean, outside the box. We we have to fucking verbally rape them to get them to ch- to change. Yeah, I mean, I can see playing devil's advocate, but while sitting on a panel talking about a bill, it's not a time to be playing. Like a devil's advocate, if that's what he was doing, I don't know. Yeah, well, and clearly he hadn't he hadn't given it any thought at all before he opened his fucking gob and started saying these horribly ignorant things. Yeah, well, and obviously the Book of Mormon didn't give him any counsel on that either. <laughs> Ooh, was it? In, what, did, did he? Was he not able to find the answer in the book? <laughs> sure not. Wasn't covered in any of the quad manuals, nothing no. in the DNC, the Pearl of Great Price, Book of Mormon, or the Bible. Well, the Bible does talk well, about Well, not, not even in, in the, well, the but Joseph in the Bible, Smith you get a free or Joseph Smith history or anything. In the Bible, you get a wife right off the bat then, though. Oh, yeah. Well, and if you rape somebody, so then you have to marry them. Yeah. <laughs> do that again. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> what? Do, do, do Bane again, just for whatever. She belongs to me. Ma- make yeah, a... Have... Have yeah, Bane make good. a comment about uh, Mr. Green. Mr. Green has been working for me for years. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts to laugh. 
<laughs> In her broken ass. Hurts to laugh with my broken ass. <laughs> uh, um, so I posted on Facebook earlier this week that next week we will be graced, if I may, with the presence of Sarah Clausen Kramer and Mr. Mark Lawrence. Yeah. Both from Restore Our Humanity. I'm very, very excited about this. Um, oh, they want to kicking headphones. <laughs> they want to come on and talk about uh, the upcoming convention for the World Congress of Families. It's supposed to be in October. Yes. Yeah. yeah end of October, and like the 26th through the 28th, something like that. Um, oh, you know, there's going to be a rally for that thing out there. Oh yeah, yeah. This is so. You know, I I had. I think I had heard a couple rumblings, whatever, about about the World Congress of Families in the past and that they would be hosting some convention here, whatever. I had no idea how fucking horrible this group is until uh, Sarah contacted me and asked if they could come on the show to talk about this. So I started reading some things. World well, Congress of Families oh, yeah. is fucking awful. I, I had known a little bit about their history with the whole Africa thing, the whole let's – Make, the, make the Uganda, laws. Yeah, Uganda. Kill yeah, the gays. Kill the gays. So what, what I learned just two days ago, well, so I, I, so I learned through doing some research and reading some different things that, of course, the Southern Poverty Law Center has, has pronounced the World Congress of Families a, a hate group, or they've labeled them a hate group because of their anti-LGBT stand on different things. Um and I learned while doing some of this research that Elder Dallin Oaks, member of the Quorum of the Twelve for the LDS Church, is an honorary board member for the World Congress of Families. So finding this out you know, the, the day after or two days after the LDS Church comes out with their, oh, no, we're going to pretend that we're nice and fluffy toward the gays now and we're going to support equality. While while having him be an honorary board member for the World Congress of Families struck me as completely destroying any argument that says that the that the LDS Church is actively and honestly and earnestly pursuing uh, equal rights for the LGBTQ community. Yeah, you can basically call bullshit right there on that. Yeah, I mean, if it was already bullshit to start with, now it's confirmed. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's it's stabbing you in the back while smiling at you. Yeah. <laughs> and well, not only this group, but uh, uh, was his name Kathy from Chick Fil A? The guy that passed away. That Dan Kathy. Dan Kathy. I thought he was a supporter of the same thing. You did Uganda. Dan Kathy die? Was I thought I thought he died. I haven't heard. That I thought Dan I remember Kathy the, the, the Chick Fil A dude. I thought it was. I thought he died. Uh, yeah, there you go. Dan Kathy death. Dan Kathy dead. But it's I thought Dan. that he. Uh, no, S. Truett Kathy. His the his Dan Kathy's dad is dead. He died in September. Oh. But I don't think Dan Cathy's dead. Well, said the founder of Chick-fil-A. Was he the founder? That's yeah. true. Cathy's the founder. Okay, man, maybe, maybe that's what I remember seeing was the founder of Chick-fil-A had died. Yeah. Uh, but I thought they also were a group that was giving money over to Uganda for the whole uh, uh, trying to get the law passed to kill homosexuals over Chick-fil-A's, there, too. Chick-fil-A's food is, is flavored with the tears of gay people, for sure. Uh, I thought that was Starbucks. Or was that just semen? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, yeah. Starbucks is actually fairly progressive. They yeah, yeah, they yeah. support no. they support all kinds of LG. Not that I drink their coffee because I think it tastes like horse piss. But oh, no, they're, they're good proponents. I was talking about the uh, the New York pastor who was kept yeah. going off and saying that because he uh, bought Starbucks yeah, makes he, their coffee out of gay men. They semen. flavor it with the <laughs> semen of, of sodomites, <laughs> and he bought into that whole. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, that, he, that was funny. I mean, the way the guy talks. I mean, he, uh, was... so yeah. Next week we'll have we'll have uh, Mark and Sarah on the show. I love both of them. They're both awesome people. I think Mark is one of the most humble people oh, yeah. I've ever met. I I have online made made the comparison of Mark Lawrence to Shoeshine Boy from Underdog because he is both <laughs> humble and lovable. Nice. I think the I think the first time I actually met Mark, which and you a probably, bit of a superhero, yeah, which you probably won't remember, is was at when the state capitol was doing the rally uh, when gay marriage had passed, and then they had taken away the Let It Stand rally at the state capitol. I went down with my camera, I was kind of videotaping, I was standing outside, and I saw him. I just kind of went over and you know, I, talk, I recognized him from the news. I'm like, oh, you're Mark Lawrence from the news. And I just kind of stood there and had a real short conversation with him, and yeah, he's a really nice guy. Then we, me and Matt, talked to him at uh, the Pride. Uh, fest this last year mm-hmm. and got him on video talking about restore humanity mm-hmm. so if you haven't seen that go over to atheist utah on youtube and you can see him talking on there yeah and if you if you don't know anything about restore our humanity be sure to tune in tune in next week uh restore our humanity and mark lawrence uh, are the ones who basically kick-started um the whole ball of wax that that made marriage equality law of the land here in Utah. And if it wasn't for them, it probably wouldn't be at the Supreme Court level that it is now. Yeah, they, they certainly contributed to that uh, a huge amount. Yeah, because they're the ones that found the defendants. They're the ones that got everybody gathered together, got yep, as Mark, much money, Mark got the lawyers out. and everybody, and yep. basically steamrolled the whole... Yeah, without any support from groups like Equality Utah, HRC... Yeah. Uh, you know, without any support from from national or other local groups, Mark went out and did this on his own. Started restore our humanity. Found the plaintiffs. Found the attorneys. I mean, he put it all together. He's he's pretty fucking phenomenal. I'm really excited to have him on the yeah, show. Yeah, I'm excited to have him on. Just kind of talk and get some stuff out. Yeah, because I I think he's an awesome dude. I voted for him on the uh, uh, Salt Lake Tribune site for Man of the Year. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Uh, so yeah, I, I look forward to to speaking with them both next week and hearing what their plans are for the for the World Congress of Families convention here in oh, Utah. Yeah. Um yeah, that's they're they're an awful group, so that should be a lot of fun to talk to them about that. And, and the worst groups always give themselves the most cushiest names. Yeah. Well World it, Congress of Families. Well it's all of these names yeah. that, that just by the name you would have no idea really what what's doing. going on or, or it's it's an effort to make them sound innocuous or or nice or friendly or whatever. It's like it's, focus on the family. Yeah, like yeah. focus on the family, the American Family Association, mm-hmm. World Congress of Families, and then and then it's things like the, the Clean Air Act, which stripped yeah. which stripped the EPA of yeah. Of of a lot of their power to actually clean up the air, you know. Which how is anybody going to say say no or vote against something called the Clean Air Act? Clearly, yeah. it's got to be good, right? It's called it's right there yeah. in the title. It's yeah. the Clean Air Act. No, no this is it fucked. A, it Luke fucked was a lot putting of it up over. for vote. What's that? I said, look who's putting up for vote when they own oil. oil I mean, coal mines and refineries. They're not looking to really clean your air. Yeah. And I did notice that uh, the newspaper put out. Uh, where the president is planning on spending the money this this next go around on the budget, and he increased the EPA's budget fifty percent. 
He should. He should he increase should. it a hundred percent. But reading the comments from people going ape shit on that. How, Why would I want clean yeah. water and clean air? Fucking shit. Wait, wasting yeah. our money. They're not. You're going to drive our fuel prices up. Yeah. Well, these are the same people that think that the world's only been around 6,000 years and they can burn all the fucking diesel fuel they want and yeah. God won't allow that to, ah. the, to destroy the earth. Well, that, that just reminded me because I, I gave that as a reply to Tracy when she told me uh, yesterday. She was talking about. I guess over the weekend do you have there was three a, fucking e-cigs now. I, yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Anyway, so, so apparently over the weekend there was a there was a rally at the Utah State Capitol uh, because the air here in Utah is fucking terrible. Right. right. Last year yeah, it was second bad. worst in the world. Yeah, yeah it's it's China usually com- was number one. It's usually compared with Houston, Los Angeles, and Newark yeah. combined. Yeah. Which is which is and really China. bad when yeah. <laughs> when the, you consider the population. Yeah. So our air quality here is really really awful, particularly during the winter months. This year, because the weather's been more mild, it hasn't been yeah. as bad as it has been in years past, thankfully. But of course, then we have the flip side of that, where we have no water and it's yeah. really warm, and we're probably going to be all be all be on fire during the summer. Um, so apparently, there was a rally about you know clean air at the Utah Capitol. And there was a counter demonstration of fucking assholes just driving around the Capitol, idling their cars to, to, to say, fuck you guys. We'll, we'll mess up the air as much as we possibly can. And we don't give a shit. I, I don't understand the mentality of these kind of people. It's the same kind of assholes who roll coal in their big fucking diesel trucks. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah. Like what? What kind of person does that? You know the kind of person that does that? Somebody who thinks Jesus is going to come back and set everything straight and would never allow the world to fucking kill us all. Yep. As I drive a Hummer, that's what it is. <laughs> but it's a Hummer three. It's smaller. Yeah, it's smaller. It does better. It's new gas. It's it's got about the same gas mileage as my car. Yeah. It's it's not as earth destroying as it could be. It, it could be. You're worse. not out rolling coal. No. And I don't usually, like, I'll have days where I'm like, I don't need to go anywhere, really, so I'm not going to go anywhere because I Try to don't combine need trips, to. try to, try to yeah. carpool with other people, yeah. I well, mean, here's, here's a good question. How much, what, what was Jesus's carbon footprint? Well, <laughs> probably pretty much damn near zero. Yeah. I mean, it would have been pretty fucking low. Besides his methane production. <laughs> was Jesus particularly gassy out of his well, mouth? I mean, yeah, <laughs> I can't Full imagine what the foods they ate back then. They once have been particularly gassy. <laughs> a lot of fish. But I'm just saying. I mean, you know, they're, they're, again, they're not. They're they're following modern politics, yeah. modern American politics, particularly bad politics, mm-hmm. and not Jesus at all. Even though they claim it. Yeah, and by bad, we're talking about doing actual harm. To yeah, people. actual yeah. harm to yeah. people and to the environment. Yeah. But I'm going to bring it back to hate groups really quick, and I'm okay. going to have you bring this up, because I didn't okay. actually read. I saw the headline in the article. Uh, KKK. They're a hate group now? Blacks <laughs> and gays in. Is this, like, is, this, is this like how the Catholic Church says that atheists can go to heaven? That's what I'm not 100%. I don't know convert. if it's. There it is. To Jews. From the Daily Mail. Oh, Jews and blacks. I'm, I'm actually kind of thinking that they're 
just like, well, we're losing this fight of being all white. How can we get more members? We <laughs> How about to... we invite the people that we've been treating like shit all of these years? So we can just, I mean, yeah, it's a recruitment drive to get more people to join the fucking cake. It's a, it's a so this is, this is from the Daily Mail, and it says, uh, the headline says, Ku Klux Klan opens its doors to Jews, homosexuals, and black people in bizarre recruitment drive. White supremacist group Ku Klux Klan is rebranding as the new Klan. Founder wants Jews, black people, gays, and those of Hispanic origin to join. Rebranded the Rocky Mountain Knights, claim to stand for a strong America. That, to me, means we want a Christian America. Because Ku Klux Klan has always been yep. a hardcore, always, they've always been biblical. racist group. And it does say that the new recruits will have to wear the white robes, masks, and conical hats. This, I don't understand. So... Wow. The, so in reading through the article, it says it's a white supremacist organization notorious for homophobic and racist violence, including lynchings of black people. But the Ku Klux Klan is now looking to diversify and increase its membership to include Jews, black people, homosexuals, and those of Hispanic origin with a rebranding as the new Klan. All those wanting to join the extreme right-wing group. Why is it that when we talk about right extreme groups here in the United States, it's always the right-wing groups? Because... Well. Yeah, I have never. The only, I think, the only people who I can think of that that would be uh, a extreme left wing group are the people that chain themselves around trees so they won't get cut down or protesting. Yeah, well, and there are groups like Greenpeace and shit like that. Yeah, but this is kind of like the difference of talking about Islamic extremists versus Jainist extremists. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, the, the, it's, it, what depends, what it depends on is the core of the fundamentals, right? What, what you actually believe at the core, if you become more, more fundamentalist to extremes of extremity, right? If you, if you have these nasty views, you just become nastier and nastier. If you, if the core of your views are good, you just become more peaceful and more, yeah. more open. And you more become well. extremely so, peaceful. Right. So <laughs> the, the problem is the fundamentals. Extremely good. Extremely and not the fundamentalists kind. necessarily. But. Extremely charitable. Right. Uh, so it goes on and says the rebranded organization called the Rocky Mountain Knights claims to now stand for a strong America rather than irrational hatred. White supremacy is the old clan. This is the new clan. The KKK is for a strong America, said Mr. Rabar, who is the president. Or the founder Mr. of... Mr. Abar. Mr. John Abar. Okay. Founder of the Rocky Mountain Knights. Okay. Rocky Mountain Knights, that, I mean, that's got to be... Reminds me of Rocky, Rocky Mountain Oysters. Right? Yeah, so uh, we're talking like Denver, Utah. So you, I have two things. Sorry, they might have been smoking the fucking, some weed and been like... The KKK was all like, weed's legal here in Colorado now. They're all smoking some joints. Like, you know what? We don't hate people no more. Yeah, I would. I would no. just. I would just want to pose a question to Mr. Ken Ham and his all of his whining and crying about religious persecution. The fucking KKK is still here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we still allow it. Yeah. You want to talk about persecution? And 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 here's my second thing. And this is to the KKK. If you want a new clan. Drop the fucking name. Mm-hmm. Just like all you fucking idiots that want to call yourself Christian, but you don't believe the Bible. Then fucking call yourself something else, because you should be held to that. I don't even know what Ku Klux even... If it, no, does it, does it have an actual... Tra- is there a translation to it? Yeah, it, comes it? From, I, I think it's Greek. I think it comes from Greek. I, I don't remember exactly what it means, but... I, I have no idea. I'm sure there's some reason that they would choose such a silly name, but... But, but even there, they say their, their membership right now is between 5,000 and 8,000 members. 
That's tiny. Yeah. It is tiny, but at one point they were like in the hundreds of thousands yeah. of members. Yeah. Yep. They, yeah, they was... had huge parades and demonstrations in the street, and everybody was happy with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've been on a Ken Burns documentary kick lately. So mm-hmm. I I watched uh, his his documentary on the Dust Bowl, oh, which yeah. was awesome. I learned I learned a ton of shit during that. And I'm currently watching his series on Prohibition. Okay. And I learned that the KKK was was a, a very large and influential group among the teetotalers who thought Prohibition was a great idea. Didn't know that before. Um, and I also learned that teetotaler doesn't come from somebody who drinks tea only and issues alcohol. The tea teetotaling comes from... Uh, uh, the the groups who advocated total abstinence, as oh. in as in capital T total abstinence. Okay, I thought yeah. that was kind of cool. I was, I'm learning all kinds of fancy things, man. Well, because I know that during uh, I'm trying to think, it, it wasn't the 19th, it was the 18th or 19th amendment that was prohibition. I think it was the 18th amendment. 18th was prohibition. The 20th amendment was the repeal. The repeal of of uh, prohibition. But I mean, they took away that. That was when uh, alcohol, marijuana, cocaine, all that stuff was like taken off as, you know, put on lists as, you know, controlled substance pr- prohibited because it's schedule one drug. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and it's interesting too, to learn all of the different creative ways that people were skirting the law oh, against yeah. alcohol, you know, and they, and basically the law was, was so riddled with loopholes and was written so weakly that there were all kinds of things people could do to get around it legally at that point, because it was so weakly written and people were getting around all of the laws so easily because it was written so weakly, they started doing things illegally because how do you determine then who's yeah. doing it legally and who's not doing it legally? And- well, I know one problem they had when Prohibition was going on was you could legally get alcohol if it was for like a doctor's office. Yeah, you, you, could get, you could get a prescription to have alcohol. But they were learning that rum runners and, and bootleggers were then distilling that and taking the pure alcohol out of it and mixing it with other stuff. So they put in a substance that could not be distilled out. But if it was ingested, it would kill you. So you ended mm. up with a lot of moonshiners drinking their own oh. moonshine from tainted alcohol mm. and dying because mm. they were putting the substance in it that could not be removed while distillation. Well, and a lot of, a lot of the moonshiners and everybody, everybody – uh, were cutting their product much like I'm guessing cocaine or whatever yeah. else is cut with different substances, and they would use things like paint thinner, turpentine, kerosene. Wait, cocaine. Cocaine's cut. <laughs> I don't know. Now that I'm not, I'm aware of. <laughs> uh, the, the other funny story I thought from Prohibition was that was when the uh, uh, international waters got pushed out. Before Prohibition, international waters were at five miles. People were taking and making homemade torpedoes <laughs> that and launching like- torpedoes filled with alcohol from five miles offshore and beaching them on the <laughs> beach. And the rum runners would come down, pull the alcohol out of these homemade torpedoes from boats, bring alcohol from like Mexico and Cuba and run it on shore. Oh, man, and that sounds like another Christian group. Sorry. And International waters. <laughs> 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 well, and, I, and I'm learning the, the history behind so many of the different things that, you know, I've just grown up saying or hearing other people say my entire life, like Skid Row. Skid Row was an actual yeah. place. Yeah, in New York. Well, you know? it's, it's still in I thought I thought it, it was in L.A. I thought it was a Skid no, Row in L.A. with no, the it was, homeless. It was back east. It's in New York. 
Yeah. Okay, because I thought that that's what they called the famed homeless street in LA. I yeah, but terms like Skid Row, uh, the 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 etymology of bootleggers, the term yeah. bootleggers, the hiding the leg was boot. people hiding alcohol flasks their, uh, yeah. and bottles in their pant leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's also where the mixed drink came from because people were making such nasty fucking alcohol. They had to mix it with something sweet. You know what show you'd like, Dan? Huh? America's Secret Slang. Oh yeah, oh, that, that is it? a good one. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah, he talks about all that like redneck and stuff. Yeah, and that has been synonymous with hillbilly since the very beginning, even before the United States. Yeah, well, it and, comes from Scotland, Ireland. Well, but, and, yeah. and and during the Dust Bowl thing that I watched, I learned where the term Okies come from. And it was from people immigrating from Oklahoma to oh, California okay, uh-huh. when the Dust Bowl, you know, yeah. at, after they'd lost their farms, they'd mm-hmm. lost their homes, all of their equipment, everything. And and a bunch of people moved to California. The people in California treated them the same way they were treating the Irish and the Jews mm-hmm, and the blacks. Yeah. And we're referring to these people from Oklahoma as Okies. Mm. Well, you know where the word uh, hobo comes from? No. Wisconsin. Homeward bound. <laughs> Homeward bound. During the Civil oh. War, when soldiers were having, Hobo. were trying to get, yeah, of when, course. when they're trying to go home, they would jump trains yeah. to get back north from oh. the Civil War. Interesting. And they were hoboing it. They were homeward bound yeah. on the tracks. Nice. So now it's synonymous with homeless people riding the tracks instead of soldiers during the Civil War right. trying to get right. home. Hobo, homeward bound. Huh. So this country's never taking care of its vets. No. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I think uh, I, I wanted to say it was it was after the Civil Wars when the VA was started coming around after wounded veterans went to the Capitol and said, "Look at this! Yeah. I fought for this country, and now I'm missing limbs and legs, and I got no compensation. I can't do any more work. I can't work my farm. I can't do this. I can't do anything now after fighting for this country." Tea Party policy, I'm guessing that instilled that instituted VA. Uh, <laughs> not so much now. I wouldn't go with Tea Party. I, I, <laughs> Republican. I'd say more human, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> these people sure. really did sacrifice themselves and tried to do something for right. this country, and now they're basically, they can't do anything the rest of their life. Maybe we should give them a little help. Well, and it's funny, too, hearing hearing about all of the stories throughout history of, you know, the, the rampant corruption that was happening throughout Prohibition, and that at the heart of it, primarily, were these Republican elected officials. Yeah. And the Democrats were pushing to have Prohibition ended. And the Republicans were like, no, keep it in place because we're making a fuck ton of money. And having yeah. a good time at these fucking underground bars. I mean, look at this shit. But even during Prohibition, like, Prohibition never worked. There no. was still no, bars. No. There yeah. was still – there's probably more drinking during Prohibition than before Prohibition. Oh, all the speakeasies and everything. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, it was in the open. The people weren't hiding. Like, everybody thinks, oh, Prohibition, everybody's hiding in these underground – Like, well, they no. were a lot. They were doing a lot of that, but – They were. But here was one other stupid little law they put in place with Prohibition. You were not allowed to make any more alcohol for consumption. Mm. So if you can say I had this alcohol oh, on hand, I oh. had a stockpile. Oh, you yeah, were allowed you, to sell it. Yeah, as long as you had the alcohol pre pre yeah. uh, pre institution of the law, you could still have it. You could still sell it. You could do yeah. whatever. And if you refill a bottle, how do they fucking know when you got it? Well, then they talked about they talked about in in Ken Burns's docufilm that you know. People could see the writing on the wall and knew that this law was coming, so they started just mass generating all kinds of alcohol yeah. and stockpiling it. And you know, so there were there were people, there were bars who had enough alcohol that they could have operated for seventy five years just on the stock that they had on hand. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so it, 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 it did no good. Yeah, yeah, it was silly and ridiculous. It, it basically prohibition created organized crime and institutionalized graft. Yeah, yeah. 
It was a bad idea. It's really interesting. I'm, I'm totally digging it. Should we hit an article? Sure. We can blow Ken Burns another time, too. Why do we have to count, account for uniformity? So who now? Why do we have to account for uniformity? Like in the universe? Yeah. Like, like the uniforms people wear? What uniformity and the laws of logic. Why do we have to account for it? The answer is this. In order to be rational... What? Uh, say, who, who's, so what is uniformity <laughs> and who is saying why, why should we account for it? Well, this comes from Answers in Genesis, and it's a, it's a response to a question <laughs> that they got online. Um, and this is, this is the response from uh, Dr. Jason Lyle. And sometimes it can be a little bit confusing to try to figure out exactly where their education is. You know, sometimes it ends up just being, you know, like, I have a degree in truthology from <laughs> New Testament tech or whatever. So I don't know what this guy's thing is, but uh, he says that you have to be, the answer is to be rational. The mark of rationality is to have a good reason for what we believe. I agree. And remember, it is biblical to have a reason for what we believe. First Peter 3.15. The two key forms of irrationality and inconsistency and arbitrariness you can imagine arbitrariness that, is yeah, that a word? I don't know, but that's what he says. You can imagine that when an evolutionist, <laughs> when an evolutionist asked why I believe in creation, if I replied, "Oh, there's no reason; it's just true," then he would rightly point out that this is arbitrary and irrational. And yet, evolutionists do not have a good reason on their own professed worldview for their belief in uniformity or for laws of logic. They are therefore being irrational. Biblical creation is the only rational position because it alone provides a reason for those things we take for granted, like uniformity and the laws of logic. So my first thought was <laughs> accounting for, quote, laws in this instance, at least, is a red herring uh, when considering evolution. It has nothing to do with it. Evolution doesn't even make claims on the laws of logic or rationality or anything. No, like that. it speaks nothing about it at all. Right. So it, it it's also a straw man, right? Because it, it's not making claims of that type at all. Um it's also possible to accept evolution and believe in God. So uh this this whole this whole paragraph is basically a straw man in a sense then. Yeah, it seems kind of silly. Um he goes on to say that it, it's it's fine to pose a hypothetical universe uh, with stability and laws of logic, but those those things would still need to be justified. How could we possibly know that the laws of logic are invariant and not that they simply have not changed so far? Well, and who's to say what the logic... Who, who is he saying created the laws of logic, and what are they? Well, I think, well, you know, I, I think he's saying God created the laws yeah. of logic. Lo okay. Logic. But, uh, his basic point is that we can't even use those without attributing them to a god. That's that's his whole point of this whole thing. Uh, um, let's just I'll I'll skip ahead because that whole thing is basically about that. Uh, he goes on to say the Christian worldview is not a mere assumption, which yes it is. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a worldview that makes knowledge possible, and then he refers to Proverbs one seven and Colossians two three, which seems to be a circular argument as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it alone provides the justifications for those things we are. Uh, it alone provides the justification for. For those things we need for reasoning, such as laws of logic and uniformity, he goes back to that, and that's a pretty good reason to believe in Christianity. No. How he gets to that, I don't know. 
it's a pretty good reason to believe in Christianity. Yeah, that's just uniformity. That's just kind of like he's talking, talking, of, talking, and threw something in there, like right. Instead, instead of what about Allah? Yeah, right? couldn't he account for those yeah. the same way? Or Judaism, or I mean, any right. Pastafarianism, right? Or, or which Zeus, is, which is why I, I kind of like like the why do we have to account for? Yeah, we don't. We, yeah, you don't. Yeah, we don't. I know. He's he's trying to say that we. Yeah, he's trying to say that we do, and that it's not only that it's God, but it's also the Christian God somehow. Um, even presuppositionists require a reason. It's just that the reason is provided after the fact in the case of a presupposition. In summary, a good reason to believe in the Christian worldview is that without it, we couldn't reason at all, which is simply an assertion. Yeah, well, yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't done anything to demonstrate that whatsoever. Um, and I, I skipped a whole bunch of this article because it's so, it's so terrible. Uh, <laughs> it's one of the most transparent presuppositions I've ever read. Um, and I think from now on, I, w- I probably won't be drawing from Answers in Genesis at all because <laughs> it's so – I mean, they, they claim doctorates, but they're so fucking – I mean, I've got – it's it, they're so terrible. It's we, so convoluted, and they, they, they throw in all of this stuff to make them sound sound – to make themselves sound intelligent. Well, it's just what William Lane Craig does, but, but this, this stuff is so easy to refute. Yeah. Or we just need to make a segment on the show called Answers in Genesis – <laughs> or just answers, yeah. Just answers. And read this week in dipshittery. Yeah, yeah. just read something from answers in Genesis. Yeah, and, we could do and that. Leave it there. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. I suppose we could. I, uh, I, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're working on making this show more diversified. Yeah, let us know. We're diversifying. Yeah, just like our portfolios. Uh, <laughs> we'll be adding some of them catchy sound bites and all that stuff. We just got to make them yet. Just let me figure Romney out ham- handle your portfolio. Oh, I should get that sound bite. Which one? Mitt Romney's portfolio. Just find something with Mitt Romney's portfolio and mm. binders full of women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for for a good sound bite, or can you have do it, Bane? Do what? Do it. My binders full, full of women. women. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dan's got a pretty good one now going. Well, and after I heard you do it, I was like, oh, I could probably do that because yeah. my first attempts failed. You just got to go back. Yeah, that helps no, a lot. It, it, help, yeah, it, it does I, help a lot. In, in my head. Binders full of women. I've got binders full of women. <laughs> Next week, we'll all talk like pain. Oh, that would be a horrible episode if we all did that the whole time. My mouth would be sweaty because I'm talking into my hand the whole show. <laughs> People are probably listening going, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. All right, what else we got? Well, there's a whole big thing about Mother Teresa. Uh, yeah, that's coming out. Uh, I haven't responded to this guy who made some comments. He's made Richard Dutcher. A, he's made a few comments. Yeah, he's made a he's made a few comments that a lot of people agree with that I completely disagree. <coughs> I'm guessing he must have posted something what's, on his wall about it. Because, uh, yeah, what's his stance on Mother Teresa? Basically, that she's so, still a saint, or so yeah. He, oh, he deleted one of his, oh, no, there it is. Holy shit, you got 77 things on your fucking thingamabob. Oh, you are I, popular on the Facebooks. No, no. I, yeah, it's, I, I, I have a hard time keeping up with the Facebooks these days. There's tons going on. Uh, so Richard Dutcher 
uh, says that he had lost a lot of respect for Ten for Penn and Teller after somebody else had posted a comment with a link to their video talking about Mother Teresa and you know how she wasn't a saint; she was a pretty horrible person. Yeah. And so he says that he lost a lot of respect for Penn and Teller for telling the truth. If, if you don't, if you're not sure about what we're talking about, read the mis- missionary position by Christopher Hitchens. Yeah. Or, or I'll also post a link to. So, so this this is all about uh, some uh, an academic paper that will be coming out that has been researched and peer reviewed by people who went out and looked at Mother Teresa's impact on the world and what she did and some of the things, you know, some of her actions, where the money came from, where it went, uh, how people were treated who went to her missions, how many missions were open, what they were for, all of that good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And it basically boils down to she did. A little bit of good work, but compared to the amount of suffering she made people go through, the amount of money that she brought in, the good she could have done. Yeah, it's a perfect microcosm for the Catholic Church. Yeah. Well, the Catholic Church, you can't say that they're bad because they do good. Yeah, they do do some good, mm-hmm. but compared to what their potential is, it's fucking abysmal. Right. Yeah. And and when you look at the harm that is inflicted because of them and, and their beliefs yep. and, and power, yep. overall, and how many it is, billions overall, they have that they don't organization. do. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Same with the I mean, LDS Church. Nothing is purely evil. Nothing is purely good. Sure. But when you look at everything, you know, when you weigh the evidence on both sides, you can see that the, that the Catholic Church does a lot more harm than good. Yep. The same can be said for Mother Teresa. Yep. And so the problem is when the problem is when a group. I mean, I, I think everyone's willing to give some, right? We're, nobody's. I mean, very few people are going to just write you off for one mistake, right, or one shortcoming, right? That's fair. I, I don't think most people wouldn't do that. But the fact is, when you're talking about something like the Catholic Church or the Mormon Church, right? These are groups that are claiming to have the perfect word of God. Yeah. And they're making – there's that big of a gap between what's potential and what's actually being done. Then you can justifiably say, yeah, that's fucking wrong. You're not, you're not holding up your end of the bargain based on your claims. Not at all. Yeah. I think that's the big problem. So Richard Dutcher is an independent filmmaker. He's, he's f- somewhat famous. I don't know. He's famous. But he, so he commented on – I'd have to look up the work he's done. Okay. It's I think it's local stuff, but so I asked him why he had lost a ton of respect for Penn and Teller after watching their video, and he says it was an assholeish approach. And there are so many truly evil people to go after. Why attack someone who inspires kindness and goodness in so many people? Mm. Sure she was flawed and sure her religion took the, their piece of her earnings, but she did a lot of good and relieved a lot of suffering. Why do you think there were so many sick and dying people on those little cots that these fuckers criticized? Because those little cots were under a roof and there was a toilet, even though they had to share, and someone walked by now and then to at least make an effort at caring. Outside, things were a lot worse. That's why there were so many people inside. Nobody was forcing people to stay there. They could have died anywhere. There are so many things wrong yeah. with this fucking comment. Yeah. And not 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 to be accused of a, a poisoning the well fallacy, which is... But, I mean, a lot of this stuff I covered before we even read this. But, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, are you telling me that she couldn't have reached out to the leadership of the Catholic Church and they couldn't have spend, spent a fraction of a percentage of their total net worth to be able to house these people properly so yeah. they wouldn't have died? Well, it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like the uh, – uh, what state was that that had the uh, clinic for – 
unwed mothers where they found those hundreds or thousands of dead baby corpses mm. afterwards. Yeah, because, you know. And that was a... Birth control was terrible. Mm-hmm. So let's let these unwed mothers come here, give birth, and we drown the babies. Yeah, but I mean, mm-hmm. so so he starts out with, it was an ash, asshole-ish approach. That's tone trolling. By, by Penn and Teller? Yeah. Okay. That's tone trolling. Yeah. You're, you're telling people that they can't talk about other people in a certain way. <clears throat> Fuck that. That's stupid. Sure. And, there's, and then he goes on and says, and there are so many truly evil people to go after. Mm-hmm. So... Right. Do we only have to go after the evil people? Do we only have to go over the people that are purely evil? Right. Do, can we only fucking talk about Hitler from now on? Yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? We can't We can't try to expose the truth of the harms that other people have done? Mm-hmm. We, yeah. can, we can't talk about that at all. We yeah. can only talk about truly evil people. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why we go after Mother Teresa is because she's been given this status of yeah, being that, that's the other thing. Yeah. such a yeah. perfect woman. It's like, yeah. no – she is not a perfect woman, yep. and when the Catholic Church is putting her up on this high yep. pedestal for being so perfect, it is fucking She's been bullshit. beatified. She's going to be yep. a saint. Well, this is just, that's why I say it. She's the perfect microcosm for yeah. the Catholic Church, because it's, it's just this tiny little percentage of good things versus everything the potential is. She is but undeserving they, this is of also that the, This is also the group that, that, that gave sainthood to Aquinas. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, then, so then he goes on and says, why attack someone who inspires kindness and goodness in so many people? Because of so many of the reasons that we've just stated, yeah, we're we're ex- I would I wouldn't even say that anybody is attacking her. We're exposing the truths of what she fucking did. If yeah. you can view that as an attack, then then how? If you want to say that the truth is an attack, I can't I can't even begin to tell you how fucking wrong that is. Well, I think I think I think what he's viewing is we're we're attacking these walls that have been built up around her that are false about how good she was. Yeah, that's what's being attacked. And so he, what he's trying to do is maintain that facade. Why would you want to tear down these walls? She's, she's been an inspiration. Right. But what has inspired people is based on a flawed notion of the shitty things that she actually did. And yeah. if anybody truly wants to follow in Mother Teresa's footsteps, that would be bad. Well, and communism did some good in Germany, too. Should we, should we have kept that wall up, too? Yeah. He says, sure, she was flawed. And sure, her religion took their piece of her earnings. Hmm. Okay, fine, good, sure. But how many people gave their hard-earned dollars, perhaps some old lady sitting at home with nothing to give, sacrificing her last dime yeah. to this woman who turned it over to the Catholic Church to build a gold, to build a gold throne or buy ruby slippers for, right, or take, for, for take, Pope Benny? Or take it's like that apocalypse first, first class flight back home to Albania. But she did a lot of good and relieved a lot of suffering. First, you need to quantify both of those things. What lot of good did she do and what lot of suffering did she relieve? And what do you mean by lot? She actually didn't relieve much suffering at all. She inflicted more suffering on those who went to her for help and were denied that help. Mm -hmm. They went there seeking help to be able to live. She forced them to suffer and fucking die. That is not reduction of suffering that is increasing and prolonging suffering. Yep. Then he says, why do you think there were so many sick and dying people on those little cots that these fuckers criticized? Because it's fucking Haiti. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's nowhere else for these people yeah. to go. Like I just said, they went there seeking help. What did they get? Nothing. They yeah. got a fucking cot. Oh, well, she should be, she should be praised because she took in hundreds, hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. Not hundreds of thousands, not yeah. a few million, hundreds of millions of dollars and set up these little fucking shacks with tiny cots, prov- withheld medication from people, 
withheld pain medication, made them all shit in a fucking bucket, and she should be praised? Fuck that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, 80, 80 or more percent of that went back to the Vatican. Then he says, because those little cots were under a roof and there was a toilet, even though they had to share, doesn't mention that, yeah, they were all shitting in a fucking bucket. Mm-hmm. And someone walked by now and then to at least make an effort at caring. <laughs> to make sure that they were staying on their cots and weren't going anywhere else. Apparently, he didn't bother reading the fucking article that I posted that talks about them shitting in a bucket and not being allowed to leave their cots. He wants to say that they didn't, that they weren't forced to stay there. Bullshit. They couldn't leave their fucking cots. They couldn't even have relatives come and visit them there. I would just tell Richard to please read the article. Yeah. Outside, things were a lot worse. And why does that fucking matter? What does that say about any good or, or, or harm that she's done? That's why there were so many people inside. Nobody was forcing people to stay there. That's wrong. That's absolutely fucking wrong. Read the goddamn article. Yeah. They could have died anywhere. Yeah, they <laughs> could have died anywhere. They went there seeking help, and instead, they were forced to suffer and fucking die. Ah. And then he goes on and, and says this other bullshit about... How much money have Penn and Teller raised for the sick and dying? Why? Let's compare that to Mother Teresa. Why does that fucking matter? Can you, only, can you only point out the ills or the harms that somebody else is doing if you've done something to directly yeah, contradict if you've done that? More. Or, or, or you've done yeah. more, you've done something better? You, know, you, can't, you can't say anything bad about anybody unless you are yourself a saint? Well, I think Fuck this, that. That's, yeah, that's, that's so wrong. I think, I think that goes back to what we were saying originally, where it's not, it's not that we're saying Penn and Teller are better. But we're just saying that we're talk. We're what we're talking about is this is this edifice that's been built up around Mother Teresa that's false, and yeah. then th- we're saying, hey, that's not exactly the picture uh, of who she was, right? Right. And so now what he's it's saying, a false it's narrative. A re- it's a red herring anyway. Because- it's a false narrative, and he's upset that people are exposing this false narrative. I don't understand right. why that it it makes no sense to me. I was going to say it reminds me a little bit how when Nelson Mandela died. People were trying to rip him apart, saying he wasn't this good guy. He did this and this and this. He wasn't a great guy. He wasn't a great guy. It's like, well, but then when we say Mother Teresa wasn't a great person, you get all butt hurt. Yeah, well, well, and then he goes on and he says, how many of the sick and dying of Penn and Teller actually cared for? Again, why does that fucking yeah. matter? It doesn't matter. We're not talking about Penn and Teller. We're that's talking not about what Mother Teresa. Yeah, that's not re- what they're known herrings. for. Yeah, those are all red herrings. Yeah. They're not known for helping sick and poor. They're comedians. They're Yeah, how many people have they held and comforted as they died? How many people did Mother Teresa hold and comfort as they died? None. Well, how, many, how many people have ri- has Richard and saved? If, and right? if it Mother doesn't matter. Ter- and if Mother Teresa's hospices and, and these fucking shanties that she set up for these people were so wonderful, why wasn't she treated there herself when she started to die? Mm-hmm. Why didn't she send herself to one of these yep. wonderful homes where people at least pretended to care, even though yeah. she would have to shit in a fucking bucket and live on a cot? Fuck, this is making me so mad. <laughs> how many people have they comforted as they died? How much suffering have Penn and Teller relieved, and how much kindness, goodness, and charity have they inspired? Not much at all. Again, not anything fucking addressing no. the harms that she did. Is, it, this, is this guy an atheist? I have no idea. Well, because, I mean, I think it's interesting, because this whole section, this latter section you've read, basically puts him in a position of, I mean, if you replace a few words, he's completely defending the Bible. You, you, I mean, easily, right? You could say, well, how many people, even though it's a false belief, how much, or false hope, how much hope is it given to people? You know, how much, how much, how, how much, 
how many how much people how many people have received some sort of comfort or consolation from this book? Why would yeah, you so take why should away? we talk right? about any of the ills of religion? Yep. Well, I'm yep. I'm fairly certain he's Mormon. But I'm just saying this is exactly what well, I'm just going off of his movie called God's Army, which its synopsis oh. of the movie says... Oh, he did God's Army, huh? Okay. Life as a Mormon missionary yeah. isn't what 19-year-old Brad and Ellen expected. Okay. So many rules and so few successes. Los Angeles is an unrepented as so- Sodom and Gomorrah. So, yeah, I think he... I think he his, his films, I think, are mostly religious-related, it seems like. Yeah. He was a director, producer, like writer, it. and actor in that one. Well, that makes sense why there's so many fallacies then. Like I said, I, I, I know that he's fairly famous, at least here in Utah, I, but I don't know much yeah. about him. Or his movie, uh, Brigham City, the sheriff of a small Utah community searches for us. I was born there. Yeah. Yeah. And he plays, he seems to play the lead role in all of his movies he directs. Hmm. How convenient. <laughs> so I look at it, I'm like, oh, lead. Oh, there's, yeah. Oh, there's his name again as the director, the writer, and the lead role. Hmm. I don't know if he's Mormon or not. He uses quite a few swears in his comments. Yeah, he does. But anyway, well, he got more rating, better ratings than uh, Kurt Cameron's films have. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those are some of the worst rated films on yeah, Rotten Tomatoes yeah. ever. The worst. His last Saving Christmas was the worst yeah, the rated worst, movie yeah. on Rotten Tomato. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't uh, know much about Richard Dutcher. Not that it fucking matters whether I know much about him or not. His comments are bullshit. Yeah, and I just. I haven't had a chance to respond to him because I got a new, you know, I got the new monitor was setting yeah. all this up. I got the new router, had to set up all this shit around the house and everything. So I just haven't had the opportunity to reply yet. But soon, my friend. In our, in our badass. It's coming soon, Mr. Dutcher. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. I can feel you guys phasing me out. Yeah. <laughs> We are podcasting from our new Ben Astem of the basement <laughs> with TVs and laptops and routers. <laughs> Mr. Dutcher, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know where I was going with that when I started. <laughs> oh, nice. I see more people commenting here. Shay, Shay Anderson. I love that guy. He's, he's very, very smart. Uh, former Utah, now living in California with his partner. Uh, they're both really good guys. I'll have to read his comment. and But yeah, I'm glad to see him chiming in. Anyway. Yeah. Does that about wrap it up? I think, yeah. So. I think we've had a pretty successful show tonight. Yeah. Went good. Uh, do we need to put another? We, we should probably fill Podcast Phil again because we forgot at the beginning of the fucking episode. Yeah, let's plug to Tell pod- people to go to podcastphil.com. Yes. And give your pennies and quarters and dimes and dollars and whatever. If you and find also, something in the couch cushion, go on there and donate it to Podcast Phil. Uh, while I was going up, riding up to go uh, backpacking this past week, I was listening to the left show on the way up. Yeah. And I noticed them talking about trying to get people to uh, make a fake email, use your original email, and try to submit it into uh, contests for trips. Oh, right, right. To get to, to try to win a trip for the Shaw family. Yes. Because they they can't get people to just donate miles, or, or there's apparently no program to be able to transfer I, miles I, or something. I think I you can. I can't remember it's, exactly what, what... I think uh, you can transfer miles, because I know my cousin's wife was trying to transfer some miles to me, but I couldn't make it back. Yeah. But she said, hey, you know, if you want to come up to Canada for you know Easter or whatever and visit when the whole family's here, yeah. come on up, and uh, I can get, donate my miles to you so you have a free travel. Yeah. So I know it's possible. 
I just don't know what kind of loopholes you have to go through to do it. Or the loophole, hey, loophole. Yeah, loophole, loophole. Or hey, if there's, if there's any of you lovely people <laughs> out there that listen to our thing. podcast that happen to work for an airline or whatever, I know sometimes they can get some stellar freaking deals because I missed out on it once on a free trip to Hawaii. Uh, I didn't know it was free. My buddy invited me. I'm like, dude, I don't got time. He's like, I get back. Okay. And he's like, well, the airfare was free. I'm like, what are you talking about? My girlfriend works for the airline. We had free flights. You should have like, led with that. Like, yeah, if you would have led with that, I would have called in sick from Hawaii. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, uh, we're we're trying to raise money for the Shaw family. For those of you who don't know, uh, Forrest Shaw is a member of the Left Show podcast team who was diagnosed with terminal prostate cancer. Uh, so we're trying to raise some money for he and his family who, you know, They've had other medical issues within the family besides just Forrest's uh, cancer that he's been going through treatment for and is currently out of work. You know, they're 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 hard up. They're in fear currently of losing their home because you know they can't work. He's got cancer. Prayer has failed. <laughs> Prayer has failed. Get off your knees. Don't pray. Send some money their way. You can go to podcastphil.com to do so. There is also a planned benefit concert that will be happening in March. Okay. Um, and we will be announcing details of that as soon as they are more fleshed out and we have more information on it. Ryan's wincing in yeah. pain from his broken <laughs> I ass. Saw that I just, <laughs> oh, he rocked to, to one it. side and then winced. <laughs> it looks miserable. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. That sucks. <laughs> Just wait till I try to stand up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. We will see yeah. you next week, and we'll uh, have Mark so, Lawrence and Sarah Clausen Kramer on the show. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll be an awesome show. So be sure to listen in and tell your friends to listen too, because it ain't cool to listen alone. If you have any questions for either of them or for us, be sure to send us an email at godlessrevolution at gmail dot com, or stop by our Facebook page at facebook dot com slash godlessrevolution. Stay yeah. in the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> or email. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye-bye.